Auto One Podcast Network. Hi, this is Ja Rule, and I love creative writing, baby. Can we just go like straight to pants shitting? I don't care if you're one percenter or ninety-nine percenter. Y'all can kiss a hundred percent of my ass. Two strokes are for white fucking trash. Junky, you're awful. Human son. Let's go! You're listening to a show hosted by three sentient beings. One is old, one's a woman, and one is a robot. You decide who is what. And in the meantime... The views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of the Creative Writing Moto One Podcast Network or any of their affiliates. Moto One made us say that, by the way. Enjoy the show. Hello, germs and germaphobes. It is Creative Writing. This is episode. 313 and <laughs> I just saw the notes got changed. I did uh. <laughs> I skimmed right by that. And this is episode 313 of Creative Writing Motor Stinky Podcast. I'm your host, Junkie, and with me here tonight in the house is Miss Dawson. What's up, Miss yep. Dawson? Hey. And Miss Dawson, Ms. not double ended Dawson nope. this week. She asked me to. I, I'm, I'll keep it at nice. Miss Dawson to on not taking even a ri- taking a rest from the double ended. Miss Dawson, yes, uh, she's rough very, week. She's a very country gal, you know, country mama this week. And also with us, Leon Brensfeld. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> howdy, partner. <laughs> I'm Leon Brensfeld. That's right. Formerly known as Mike. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but that was too easy to say, and not enough of a, not enough of a challenge, as we get into the show, and you have to remember that. Um, listen, uh, last week, some shithead said the word of the week many times, and uh, <laughs> there's a punishment to be dealt for that. The punishment is this week, that person has to talk in biker cheesy biker sayings now you may think these are awesome because you're a cheesy biker but uh you know we'll we'll kind of clear in as to what they are as they come down the pipe and i'm sure you'll you'll hear some but what happened this week is mike i i want to hear about it i don't know if it's gonna be part of your highs and lows but you even told us to throw rocks at you because you felt so bad about this but you've opted you've opted to sort of offset some of the biker punishment and take some for yourself and i i know you got your uh Shotgun loaded, as as they say, is uh with full of full of cheesy biker sayings. So I can't wait. Yeah. To hear well, well, what happens sometimes? <laughs> sometimes you just gotta keep your bike high and your head a little bit higher, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and really, what it is, life's a highway, and you just gotta ride it. Oh yeah. On uh on Thursday, our usual day for recording podcasts. Uh, on Thursday, I. Ran remarkably late at work and it just wasn't going to work out that we were going to record. And I said, Hey guys, I called this out as soon as I realized there was no chance. It was like 2 30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I was yeah. like, Hey, we're, I'm not going to be able to make this. Let's do tomorrow, which would have been Friday. Let's record then. And then at work on Friday, I remembered, Oh yeah, 
I have MMA fights that I have to go to. Uh, because sorry. because you're a manager. People don't know this outside. Yeah, of I, I actually am a fight manager. Um, it, Scott Leon Leon Fight Enterprises LLC. Um, and Leon Bransfeld and, uh, and Leon Bransfeld Brand- Enterprises. Yeah. Scott LBE. LBE exactly. Um, so we uh, <laughs> we had to cancel Friday as well because I am supreme idiot. Uh, I suggested that they throw rocks at me, uh, but I think that in in camaraderie with right. Kim here, I'm going to also speak in shitty biker <laughs> slang. Right. Uh, well, it's not. It's not our fault that you were um, born to ride and forced to work last yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and and that's really what it is. I, uh, I just, I, I really wish that I didn't have to work. You know, because sometimes, I guess sometimes you just gotta got that get that money flowing to keep that motor revving. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. And uh, I, I apologize. For any of our listeners that were really looking forward to this, I also apologize to any of our listeners that are going to have to listen to this for an mm-hmm. hour and a half. Um, oh, they're looking forward well, to this now. You know, you only regret the rides that you don't take. So, yeah, and the cheesy biker sayings that you don't say, as they say. <laughs> oh my God, I am so looking forward to this. Um, yeah, hey, this week um, we're gonna we have a word of the week we need to get to. Um, we also need to uh, go through our highs and lows. So I want to start off, Leon, Mr. Bransfeld, if you're nasty, I want to know about your highs and lows this week. And I kind of, I want to know uh, your, your coworker, <laughs> binned one of your vans, I guess, is what you said. And I, I yeah, want to know about that. So I, I had to pick up some extra, extra stops on my route. Um, I would definitely highlight this as the low of my week. Uh, I had a day that was already going to be a long day. Um, just a, a lot of long calls all over San Diego County. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll still get this done. I'll be able to get home, shit, shower, shave, eat, podcast, go to sleep. No and worries. Ride, and ride hard. And ride hard, but live live to ride and ride to live or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Man, that's the issue life behind is, bars for you. It, it is really life behind bars for me. So the issue that I encountered is my coworker doesn't drive well or plays on his phone too much or regardless of the situation, he just, you know, he, he can't keep the uh, rubber side down effectively. <laughs> and uh, he... Uh, <laughs> He rear-ended someone totally oh, at fault. Totally at fault. I had to take on his stops as well. Um, luckily, was it at the back door? Like that's what she said. Yeah, he he <laughs> rear-ended someone in the back door. Um, no, he. I just had to take on some extra stops. It, it, it is what it is, brother. Um, my high of the week actually happened today. Oh, sick. Uh, it was a pretty good, pretty good morning. My son and I woke up, 
We chopped down a tree with a chainsaw. That was yeah. fun. I got to use a chainsaw. Heck and yeah. then you and took then a went, chainsaw and you actually chopped at the tree. Yeah, like, I used with an axe, like an like, axe. I forgot to bring gas. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Sucking on a handle and start hitting the tree with it. <laughs> so I went over to my mom's and I cut a tree down with a with a chainsaw. It was fun. Uh and then my son and I went on a motorcycle ride. We met up with Juan, the Raccoon King. Nice. Uh, we went on a ride, went down to the beach. Uh, Juan and my son and I, we dug a hole, uh, as one does when they're at the beach. No um, shit. That's crazy town. Dug a hole. We had some fun. And that you know that's what it really boiled down to. High of the week, my son just – my son – uh, we stopped at San Diego Customs. San Diego Customs had a big party at their event, the FXRBQ. It was cool. It was fun. My son was looking in the San Diego Customs shop, and on their lift, they had a uh, road glide. And he goes, Dad, look, a Goldwing. Yes. And so it confirmed to me, it confirmed to me that people who don't know anything about motorcycles <laughs> might think a Goldwing is a Harley. Nice. <laughs> nice. I know everybody, it's always the, you know, oh, it's a, is that a Harley? Instead of, it's like a jacuzzi. It's a spa, right? But everybody sees a motorcycle and goes, is that a Harley Davidson? And I'm glad your son flipped that flop, son. I'm glad he was a forever Goldwing, Goldwing forever. <laughs> yeah, forever Goldwing, Goldwing forever. Yeah, I love him. when guys like ask me that at a gas station. It's like not even the same brand bike. I'm like, I just laugh so hard. Is <laughs> that a Honda? And it says Harley right on it. <laughs> Could you imagine ask? There's like a there's like a Mongol um, a Mongol. It's not a clubhouse, but it's just like a guy that's in the Mongols right down the house the street from me there's always like you know 15 I gotta say uh, soft tail <clears throat> soft tails and a couple black street glides out there all the time and I would be I would laugh if somebody you know rolled up to those dudes was, is that a Yamaha or something you know just oh my god <laughs> the gunfire that I would hear in my neighborhood yes but yeah that's sick keeps the rent low it does keep the rent low and you know what it keeps the crime out because ain't nobody gonna come and mess with that part of the neighborhood when, uh, when there's a bunch of I, I, I will agree that uh having having them MC guys in the neighborhood that uh that helps keep the crime out of the neighborhood you heck hear yeah. me brother heck yeah uh, um Kim Mrs Miss Dawson what is yes, your uh Miss Mama Dawson what are your highs and lows for this week? And please tell me that it also involves a car accident and a motorcycle ride, because I think we should make this a theme. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to start with my low, which is probably today. Mm. Um, painting. About 17 minutes ago when I started talking to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> wee, wee. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Um, painting my bathroom my our guest bathroom is uh -huh. i've been avoiding it for a long long time yeah. so even the, that's why you've been a uh, avoid having guests though think of it as, as this once you get it painted you'll be more comfortable having people over now and yeah you feel like your house is such a trash hole the in-laws are coming in like two weeks so oh, it's shit i'm sorry like gotta get ready yeah yeah, yeah. Um, my high, I guess I kind of had two highs. Um, one was like last night at my work party. I took my mom. That's and... not what I thought you were going to say, but keep going. With it. I like where <laughs> this is going. She, I mean, she really had a good time and, um, 
she was telling my coworkers embarrassing stories. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that, that's my high now. <laughs> I was scared we were going to have to like get a get a Uber home or something. She was drinking more than I was. I was like, "Dang, mom." And you were just pounding them down. No, I was nice. like, "Chill." <laughs> nice. Nice. And then um the weekend before that the girls and I, we rode out to Pioneer Town, so that yeah. was nice. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a good good time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot we the, the way that this kind of fell. Anything that happened last weekend, did we talk about? I, it's I don't, been like two. I feel like it's been two it, it, I feel weeks. like it has two, but it hasn't. But I, but I feel like it's been two weekends that we haven't uh, talked. So I don't know. I feel like I did something that weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. I went to the Hanson Dam ride, and I don't yeah. think I talked about that, did I? I don't the handsome like damn ride did. a real thing. Yeah. I've never heard of it. it for like the 44th year. I think it's 40 f- since 1979. That's because so you're 13, Mike. Sounds fake. Sounds fake. I don't well, believe it. Well, if you knew the band Hanson, you would know <laughs> about Listen. the Hanson Dam ride. Listen here, you goddamn chromosexual. <laughs> you watch your tongue with me, brother. Evan Bransfield, Logan Bransfield, Leon Bransfield. That's your name. Don't give me no lip, son. I got a rope I'll put on it. Um, yeah, so my highs. Uh, I guess that's a great segue into my highs. I'll put a rope on your lip and my highs. Um, my lows, actually, is what I'll start with. <clears throat> my lows was um, this week I got some new parts for my car. And for like the past like 13 years, probably, my car has been missing the front emblem on the grill. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, it's nothing, it's nothing performance related or anything like that. It's the fucking logo, right? So I was like, the emblem. And I was like, I don't need it. Uh, but then I was like, you know, my car is like trashy. Like the more I look at it, like it's dirty. There's no, you know, front emblem. And I was like, a car wash and a new front emblem might make this thing feel like a whole new car. So I, I ordered, they don't make my car anymore. Uh, the, uh, you go, um, for, for re- <laughs> several reasons. And, uh, so I ordered a replacement <laughs> from a junkyard in New York and like a few days, maybe even a week later, not even, not even a whole week. So I was pretty stoked that the shipping was quick. Not even a whole week later, my part arrived it was color matched to my. That's why I got it from a junkyard and not just off lines and works. It was color matched to my car too. So I pull it out of the box. It looks all good. It's got all the clips, you know, to mount. My my grill has been cracked for a while, uh, and I don't know. Just brittle, you know. Plastic gets brittle. That's what I'm experiencing right now on uh, the VFR as well. Like just plastics get brittle over time. Yeah, here in California for sure, and. Um, yeah, it just started like the tabs started breaking off. And then when I went to the car wash and the air blew to blow your car off, you know, it like <laughs> shot my grill across the parking lot. And all these guys at the smog <laughs> station were like, what the fuck was that? This guy's got a launching front grill. So long story short, when this new one came, I whipped it out of the box and it was beautiful, but I was very disappointed. And this is why it's my low. Because it said Scion on the front. And here I, thought <laughs> I was going to say. I thought I had a fucking Ferrari this whole time. I've been telling my kids about my Ferrari and when that front grill came and it said Scion, I realized just how low in the bottom of the barrel I am. <laughs> so, so that was my low, even though it was a brand new part for my car and I'm all stoked that it's color matched. Now it's the cleanest part of my car too, by the way. So, Well, you know, the I guess being the low that you're driving a Scion, all you got to remember <laughs> is 
four wheels do move the body, brother, but two mm-hmm. wheels they move the soul. Right. So at least at least my body can get around. And my high, yeah, my, my high was definitely last weekend, the Hanson Dam, 44th anniversary or 45th? It started in 79, so do your maths, 9 to 4. I think it's the, uh, the uh, 44th um, Hanson Dam. And, uh, yeah, dude, they had some, I mean, talk about epic bikes. There was a Condor there. And uh, I, f- I feel stupid if we mentioned this on last week's show, but I, I, like Kim said, I think we've skipped two weekends. Um, but yeah, there was a Condor with two guns on it, and I felt like that was a pretty epic move. Those were those were like BMW clones that I think were made by like the Soviet Union or some shit, or I, I forget. We'll have to do like a history episode on those. But um, yeah, there were so many cool old bikes, all the way from like a Nimbus, which is a. Um, I think the guy said he won like best like super old bike. I think it still had pedals on it. He said there's only like a hundred in the states, and there's like only five hundred in the world still uh, mm. living. And it was like it's like over a hundred years old, or at least a hundred years old. And then you know there's like eight thousand triumphs and shit. But there was some really cool shit. There was the RE five there, which is Suzuki's rotary engine. Um, and that thing trips me out. I've seen it a couple times before. I think I've seen it at the Hanson Dam ride before. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, a, a water-cooled rotary engine vehicle from uh, Suzuki. And everybody knows about the Norton rotary and all this and that. But I think people kind of forget that Suzuki's done some crazy shit. Like the, like the Square 4, the Gamma, and the, um, it was like the RG500 or whatever. And then also this like, you know, water-cooled rotary motor. Like, I think they forget how crazy Suzuki... Uh, Suzuki gets, gets a reputation for bold new graphics, but they actually did some pretty cool shit. So that was last weekend. This past weekend, um, Classic Track Days was happening, but I didn't get to make it out there. I was helping the Wigmeister um, almost all... Well, a lot of the day yesterday, get his bagger together. He just called me just now. So I'm, I imagine that he wants me to go over and help him do something. I think he's trying to get his belly pan to mount. I've been watching his like mm-hmm. stories on Instagram and yeah. everything he's been doing. Try, like you got what the extended the, the rear shocks and then had to do something else. Dude, he extended the rear shocks by like fucking three inches. And to do that though, the oil or the oil, he, he keeps calling it the oil bag, but you know, on the, on the Milwaukee eights, like the tranny and the oil pan sticks out super low and it sticks out below the swing arm of all places. Like 99% of motorcycles when the, where the engine ends is like where the back of the frame ends and the swing arm goes down and it can, you know, you have a whole bunch of shit back there. Well, on the Harleys, since they're low to the low slung cruisers, the oil pan goes under the freaking um, swing arm. And that's usually not a problem because when you go over bumps, the swing arm goes up. It never goes down. But when you need to get cornering clearance and shit like that, you need to lo- you need your swing arm to you need to put taller shocks so that your swing arm goes down a little bit to get that thing up off the ground so you can lean it without dragging shit. Mm-hmm. And to do so, yeah, he had to cut out his swing arm. He's like, I'm going to cut it. And I was like, yeah, it's probably hollow. Like it's probably fine. I couldn't, I can't imagine this thing being solid. It it would weigh like 132 pounds, you know, Uh but it's still, it was still pretty heavy, even though it's hollow. And then I'm like, 
after he, he was like, I'm going to cut it. And I was like, you probably shouldn't do that right where you're going to cut it. Like cut it anywhere else, but right there where the casting it, where the, it's, it's literally where the swing arm mounts to like the hoops that have the bushings and stuff in it that mount it to the frame, right? Like that's literally mm-hmm. where he was going to cut it. I was like, dude, this is where it needs to be the strongest where these two pieces are going together. And then I was like thinking about it and I was like, honestly, he could probably cut that out and it'd be no problem and he'd just leave it. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to box it back in. And I was like, all right, cool. But he ended up cutting it. And then inside the casting where the, your your swing arm bushings and all that sh- stuff is, there, that, it's like a huge plate with like, you know, two holes where all the bushings and stuff go into and that mouse and the bolt runs through it, your swing arm pivot bolt. Well, inside, once he cut the swing arm o- open and you can see inside it's hollow, mm-hmm. uh, there was still a huge piece of plate there. And he get busts out like this thing and starts milling it out. He, you know, got this uh, bit and starts milling it away. And I was like, bro, you're milling away. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I was, I, I was skeptical. But when I thought about it later, I was like, you know what? He's not really doing anything that's going to really make it fail. And he's going to box it back in afterwards. And yeah, he was really stoked with it. Yeah. And this is all for next weekend at Willow Spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From from what it sounds like, from what it sounds like, what he did to that swing arm is what all the aftermarket swing arms look like. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we were talking about. When I was looking at it, I was like, I guarantee it's super, you know, swing arms are so fat when you look at them. Oh, they're abhorrent. They're so ugly. Yeah, and there are two pieces welded together, and uh, right on that seam, I was like, "I bet you twelve bucks that the aftermarket swing arms that they make for these, yeah, like you said, Mike or uh, Leon, they they kink up, they they go up and then come back down, or they're only half the the height of a stock swing arm because they're probably, you know, uh, what's it, like forged aluminum or something like that, right? And they're not uh, not very thick at all, you know, and so." Um, they just really need to hold the wheel to the, to the bike is all. And so, uh, yeah, I really, after, afterwards, exact that was exactly my thoughts and he boxed it in and he welded it pretty good. I mean, who knew Wiggins was like a pretty, uh, okay fabricator, you know, I was like, dude, I, I could weld a little bit, you know? And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, but he, he went over there and busted it out on the welder and it looked actually all right. I don't know how much penetration it got, but then again, we never do. Right. Um, <laughs> couple millimeters is all you need but uh yeah anyways long story short that's the bike we rode to harley night like three or four weeks ago and now (laughs) over the past like three weeks he's totally stripped it down and he's putting a um taking a street glide fairing off and putting a road glide fairing on putting um he got a bunch of blemished uh carbon fiber bags and stuff that they're not going to uh they won't sell to the people that want them because they're they got blemishes in them you know the carbon fibers laid a mm-hmm. little wonky or this and that but he's like dude i don't give two shits and i was like exactly like you really the aesthetic thing makes zero difference as far as integrity weight you know? yeah, yeah weight and, and, weight and, and integrity weight. don't matter yeah or it doesn't change it when if it looks like shit it still works exactly. and it probably doesn't even look like shit like if you it just doesn't. look at it you wouldn't yeah, probably no. It is so funny. Yeah, and when I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh my god, this blemish looks like when I try super hard to make mine look good. So, so, uh, yeah. so, so I, and one of them had like a little at, spot. Yeah, at the Willow Springs. Yeah, he'll be go, he'll be uh, ne- next weekend. Yeah, so that's why he was so stressed because he's like, dude, I he, I didn't. He's like, I'm still getting it together. You know, haven't he hasn't even got to the first time out next weekend to even you know take a qualifying lap or or a 
couple of test laps in the morning is going to be pra- like practice laps will be his first time running wow. it on a track. And he's running street tires and he's running um, stock wheels. I mean, it's, it's still pretty much stock. We took the ABS or he took, you know, the ABS unit out of it um, and cut a few of the non-essential wiring pieces out. He, it was so funny. He cut, he did something the other day and um, it wouldn't start. And then he did something yet last night. And since it's throttle by wire now, you know, it's not, there's not cables. He, right, he, right, he was right. twisting the throttle and nothing's happening. I was <laughs> like, dude, hook a sensor back, like hook a, hook a key, harness back up. He did something. But anyways, so that's my high, not, not to keep droning on and on, but that was my high is uh Hanson dam. And then hanging out with wigs just for like a day. You know, I've been over to his house like a, a couple times these past few weeks, but it's really just me standing there and holding shit while he measures it and this and that. So he's pretty much done that whole bagger himself. But it has been pretty cool to watch the process and at least be there to. Like, no, that that's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. The biggest I thing I did be. is bled the brakes. So if he goes into a corner too hot this next weekend and can't stop, that's it's my your fault. fault. <laughs> let's, well, let's just hope he doesn't ride faster than his guardian angel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Right. He didn't notice I put a little gremlin bill on the frame. Aww. Right, after, right after I right after I bled the brakes, I was like, oh shit. Did you actually? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. That's actually cool. Well, it sounds like he's got 99 problems, but riding bitch ain't one. That's right. That's riding wonderful. like a bitch might be one, but riding yeah. bitch definitely ain't one. <laughs> so yeah. Hey, let's get into um let's get into this week's uh, or the upcoming events. You guys got a fabulous list here, and I I know I've been seeing on uh, both your guys' Instagram. There's just so much crap happening. We're fortunate to be here in SoCal where we don't have to winterize our bikes. Dude, imagine yeah. living where you had to winterize your bike. Oh my god! Honestly, imagine living somewhere where you couldn't ride to live and live to ride mm. 365 days a goddamn year, mm. brother. It's not American. It's not American. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess only the coastal states are uh, American because <laughs> everywhere uh, else it's is- not even it's not even the coastal states because you can't fucking ride year round in Oregon or Washington. I mean, you could, I mean, right? Maybe. Well, you could you can theoretically ride year round anywhere else if you're not a little bitch. That's right. Um, maybe that should make that instead of winter's coming. Maybe this episode should be d- called "Don't Be a Bitch." Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Or alternatively, winter is coming. Don't be a don't bitch. Don't be a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. There you I go. I like that. I'm gonna sub subtitle that. Yes. Awesome. Let's um. Well, here's a here's a huge thing. You guys have been doing great at the uh, basically great at the <laughs> at the punishment. By the way, I think you're fulfilling it wonderfully. Should we do word of the week before we get into? Yeah. Yeah. So this week's word of the week is brought to you by Clobman's Pickles. 132.37 years of greatness pickles for everyday motorcyclists. And I'm going to reach over here and get my finger on the button, the horn button of my brand new Moto Guzzi. Um, what are those huge Moto Guzzi's? The Flying Fortress. Uh, yeah, I got, I got my my finger on. This week's word of the week is um, balls. And I don't know if we're going to say it a bunch, but it was hot as balls today. Luckily, I haven't made the word of the week <laughs> official yet. Um, but yeah, we were saying it a bunch to ourselves in our little text thread and maybe oh, yeah. last week. So That's uh, what started it. Yeah, time will tell. But we said balls so much that 
Um, I grew an extra pair, and now I have six set of balls. Let's uh, let me reach over here. Ready, and it is official. All right, don't say that word, even if it is uh, <laughs> in context with anything mechanical. We it cannot be said. Uh, and next week, the next week's punishment will be hopefully even funnier than this one, even though. I've been having a good time listening to y'all on this one. Um, all right. Yeah, let's get into this week's, uh, well, th- th- this uh, upcoming events. And I will, you guys mind if I go first? I got like two. Yeah. So, and they're far off, but not so far off. The end of the year is approaching very quickly, I might add, um, faster than I want to admit. And before you know it, uh, February will be here. Um and the only thing you can do in Milwaukee in February besides ice skate on a frozen lake or uh, have snowball fights with your neighbors from Chicago or from Illinois is go to the uh, Mama Tried show, which is at the Eagles Center Ballroom in Milwaukee. And that is uh, February 24th and 25th. And it will correspond with uh, Flat Out Friday. Excuse me, Flat Out Friday. And uh, yeah, that's always a good time in Wisconsin. Something to fill up those winter months when you can't ride, you know, maybe April or May before you can get out on the roads again. So that's a good, good indoor fun event to see some motorcycles uh, while you're up in um, Wisconsin. Also in April, I can't believe I'm talking about April already, but it will be here uh, again before you know it. Uh, the 12th through the 14th is uh, the handbuilt show. And that's going to be at the Austin American Statesman in Austin, Texas. Uh, like, like I said, the 12th through the 14th. The reason I want to mention these two now is because if, you, you, uh, if you're good for Christmas and you ask for some, some dough, maybe you can uh, save up right now and get out to those shows uh, in 2024. And I think from here on out, it's, it's not mine. It's, it's everybody else's. Kim, is that, is that? They're mine. I don't think Mike put any events, but he that's probably- fine. I have events I can talk about. I yeah. yeah, I do. Um, coming up on November 18th is uh, the Cash and Carry Makers Market down mm-hmm. in Vista at the Antique um, Steam Engine Museum in Vista. You say and down in Vista, but for people in San Diego, it's up in Vista. <laughs> up, and, up and down in Vista. Hell yeah. <laughs> that Antique Steam Engine, too, that that – is pretty far out in the country, isn't it? Or what used to be the country? Maybe urban really? sprawls hit it. No. If you go on the 15, you can take like Gopher Canyon, and it's mm-hmm. it's about just a few miles off the 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was like well, it used to be the boonies, but nowadays it's probably you know a totally residential. I mean, area. I live in the boonies, so I guess it's like not unusual right. for me. Right. But for um, yeah, they'll have. They're going to have like local artists, custom cars and bikes. And I know you have to pay for parking. It's not much at all. And that's from uh, 10 to 4. And that's Otto and Mitch from Biltwell that helps put that on a couple times a year. And it's really cool to go to if you're, um, you know, like Christmas shopping or things like that too. So the Cash and Carry Makers Market, that is... That's what's going on. And that is, is that a Biltwell event or not? It doesn't have the Biltwell name, but that's. Um, it's put on by the. The Biltwell by, people. The bil- yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's sponsored by Russ Brown. And it's ma- it's basically like handmade goods for the biker community kind of, right? Like Yeah. There's all kinds of 
bike related art stuff. They sometimes even, I don't know if they'll have it there, but like tattoos. Um, wow. And that's right before uh, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah and Festivus. And uh, that's a great time then to go pick up yeah. some last minute presents. Yep. Nice. What else you got going on? And then on November 25th is the Hell on Wheels Racing TT Scrambles at oh, yeah. um, up at Glen Helen yeah. or down if or you down would like Glen more. Helen. Down, yeah. in, down in East at Glen Helen for me. Yeah. yeah. So those That's, races, that, those start at 2 p.m. on the 25th. Yeah. Those are and, always fun too. They do the scrambles they usually do on the trophy truck track. And so it is so fun to watch just crazy shit bombing. You know, I've, I've gone a few times to that and it, it's fun. Like Kim, you could probably enter your bike in that and do all right. Heck no. <laughs> yeah, I was kidding. I'll bring but the, wing. <laughs> they, the wing would do. Ex- I've seen those hill climb videos that they do on those. It would do excellent. Yeah. I've been to like I haven't been to Glen Helen in really long like mm. like probably it's 20 such a cool complex years. it's a yeah. great complex I love yeah. Glen Helen yeah yeah they're gonna be doing like Nitro Rallycross there and that's where they do the motocross uh, the MXGPs like the Grand Prix like international Grand Prix on the big track there it is cool it's a cool uh, venue just go check out uh, I will be there. Nice. That's you- actually something I'm very excited for. I love shit like that. Yeah. Um, give me an excuse to ride up that way, that weekend, oh, yeah. anyways. Is that Thanksgiving yeah. weekend? That it is, is Thanksgiving weekend. Nice. Yeah. It's I think the we're weekend. doing Thanksgiving on the weekend rather than on Thursday. So I may be hard pressed to get there. But if that's Sunday, then for sure I can. It's go. Saturday. God damn it. It is it's Saturday. a Saturday, but tell your family that motorcycles are more important. They I understand actually, that. I'm going to, I think I, I want to try to get up that way for another um, private like bike event going on that day mm-hmm. too, up in Phelan. So maybe I'll try to hit Glen Is Helen. it called Sex on Wheels? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's like a, some chopper group, like Thanksgiving thing up there. Oh, have yourselves a very chopular uh, Thanksgiving. Good. Yeah. It's, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Chopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. So what, yeah, what else is going on? Yeah, sorry, sorry I even delete. I even delete deleted some of my events, but um, these ones just seemed really cool to me. Um, delete on, culture is so overrated. <laughs> I deleted the one that passed since we skipped a few days because oh, okay. Mike kept canceling on us. Yeah, I am right. sorry. I said I'm sorry, guys. God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, December 2nd is the first annual Moto Rodeo, and that's up in Long Beach. And sorry, I'm going to read some of this just because it was, I don't want to miss any of it, and it sounded really cool. So uh, Long Beach BMW Motorcycles and the Long Beach Motor Patrol Association, the Women's Moto Project, and the Advanced Rider Training have joined up for, for this first annual Moto Rodeo. And uh, you can pay $20 per person for riders and spectators and a hundred percent of the proceeds will go to the women's moto project. Sorry. I didn't look up what that, what they do, but you can, um, it says this community event invites civilian riders and motor patrol officers alike to come together <laughs> for a day of skills development and competition. So you can compete, and um, 
yeah, they'll go think, over the skills and techniques and all that. And I've right. like I've seen videos and they'll like I don't want to participate, but I want to. I think that would be fun to watch. Oh, girl, you got to participate. Like that's what get makes you a good writer is pushing yourself. I entered you in it. I didn't tell you. Oh, is that, that's going to be the punishment this week. Like if someone Mm -hmm. says the word of the week, you have to do the moto. Yeah. And since it's only the women's moto project, Mike, even though you have like a burly, uh, you know, facial hair, I got a wig ready and you're going to have to throw some oranges in your bra. And uh, I don't even need to do that. It's 2023. They will just let me join. They will. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But I thought it'd be much funnier to dress you up like E.T., when he was <laughs> dressed up in that wig and that nightgown. So that's what I bought. So oh, that's, well, how, I, I that's how I want you. That. What they will do and how I want you to look is two different things. Um, but yeah, for sure. Like that is, um, I think if you ever seen like a cop moto rodeo, those are pretty, pretty awesome. So yeah, no, the moto, moto rodeos are very cool. Um, yeah. I actually would be very interested in doing that purely because I want to see how far I can push the gold. Wing. Hell Yeah. Save a yeah. horse, ride a ride a biker. <laughs> Loud pipes get dick. That's it, right. They do. <laughs> that was I don't a know, good one. I don't know about um bark um pipes though, Mike. You I don't wait. know about what pipes? Bark That's a slang word I found. It's for a gold wing. You do know what a is, right? Wait. Who are you talking I to? I can't I honestly can't believe you would say that on this. <laughs> you know we're gonna have to cut that out, right? You disgusting pig. You know, like I, I I'll joke around and say you can say a Is lot of stuff. Is it a bad stuff. word? Oh Kim. Kim, I really I cannot believe you said that. I'd no, rather I have loud pipes get dick on my shirt and go see my kids' hey, principal. Hey, you guys, this has been in the notes for a while. I, Nobody said I am anything. not going because uh, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> All right, well, I, I guess I'll look it up more. It is the equivalent. That's like saying the N-word. Shut up. I'm like already <laughs> warm from drinking wine. Now I'm getting really hot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are assholes. Oh, it's so good. Mm, and I'm keeping that in too. Mm. <laughs> nice. Oh, where are we on the events? Uh, okay. I don't. You tell me. We're coming up to... <laughs> uh, oh, I think we're at Femwalla. We are at Femwalla. Which, That's... that sounds like something they do in Australia, but tell me about it. It sounds yeah. looks like it's here. You listen to Hanson and oh, go to Femwalla. Damn. It's like 1998 all over again. <laughs> So that's coming up on December 8th and registration's open. So that's out at the, is it Chuckawalla? I've never been to this track, but I know Chuckwalla track. Yeah. Um, Do you know what a Chuckwalla is, by the way? No, I'm It's not I, as bad as what I'm you just said a minute ago. I'm not for that one. It's a type of lizard, one. you dumb dumb. I'm being serious. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So 100% of the proceeds from that event go to the Unforgettables Foundation, which is a 5013C that helps with the burial services for children on um, that event. And that. Why would you bury children? They're <laughs> our future. Nah, see, the, the issue is. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out and put one in. (laughs) Oh, okay. AI in my voice. Yeah, exactly. Um, So it's $20 for spectators to that event too, and then $25 to camp. (laughs) This is going to be a fun editing session. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I give up. Hey, this so this no, is this going. is located in keep the Redlands. Going. I see it's twenty dollars no. for spectators and twenty five to camp. Is Redlands that right? is where the found the the foundation is that's supporting, oh, not where okay. the track is at. Oh right. Oh, twenty dollars to spectate at the camp at, or or for spectators and twenty five to camp at Chuckwalla. That sounds like a deal. Yeah. When, when are the gates for open? Forty five dollars. Well, I don't think it's both. Both like. <laughs> Fuck this, you guys. This got off the rails. <laughs> no, I finish. I want to know about film. No, Wallet. listen, Kim, it? for $45, Film Wallet <laughs> is a deal compared to. It's cheaper to, than Willow Springs. Sh- I, know, I know. I didn't want to shit talk. The I, I am. Recently, but, you guys are giving yeah. me too much shit. So. This is going to be a fun editing session. She She's so upset with us right now. I can tell. It's, great. <laughs> it's Mike's turn anyway to talk. Being that it's my turn to talk. I want to talk about a couple events coming up here in the next month or so at Coronado Beach Harley-Davidson, November 17th. They are doing a Vicla bike night and oh, maybe this was Vicla. Vicla, yeah. No, they're doing a bike night. Uh, I'm there as 619 Mike Media. I'll be shooting the event. Come down, say hi, have fun. Will you be photographer doing photographs too? Yeah, I'll be doing photographs. I will also be shooting the event, depending on how you're going to be shooting there. Yes, there's <laughs> axe throwing at the event too. That doesn't so sound you better safe. Watch I don't your think fucking tone with me. They're shooting um, and axe throwing. Like Kim, active, so watch sh- it. active watch it, shooting. Yeah, yeah, like um, active shooting. I'm pass. Oh, I'm gonna pass. You wouldn't have come anyways. It's I'll wear too my far. flak jacket. You, okay. Oh, you, maybe you would have drove in the car. Um, oh, <laughs> where is this at? Coronado Beach, Harley. That was like a slap in the bargain lounger. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I-, I live to ride and ride to live. Kim here, however, she owns a car, and that should well, tell you we everything all you need to know. Don't say we all own a car because that is we not do true. all own a car. No, it is not. I do not own you a car. Don't own, I have you don't motorcycles. own a car. Pier- so what is your, does your wife, your wife ride one of the bikes to No, she, work? she, she has a car. Does your wife <laughs> ride a bike her car? <laughs> I, I'm a motorcyclist. When I say I live to ride and ride to live, I goddamn mean it. Dang, yeah, right. Live fast, um, diarrhea. <laughs> live fast, diarrhea. And then, uh. The Raccoon King Moto Bonfire happening November 26th at Ski Beach in San Diego. I will be there as Mike. You can come say hi, come hang out. It'll be a good time. S'mores, fires, good times with good people. You're not supposed to drink on the beach, but I'm not going to tell anyone. You know what I'm saying? Heck yeah. Um, Are you, so are you going to ride the Milwaukee vibrator down there or are you going to do the Barco lounger down there? I'm going to take the good old Barco lounger. You know, that lazy boy on wheels. Um, (laughs) And then another event I'm very excited for that I may or may not be shooting. That's still up in the, up in the air at Cordano beach, Harley, December 16th. There will be the Chopper Kings South Bay Club Style Contest. So it's a club style bike contest. Um, Food vendors, music, motorcycles, Chopper Kings, me, hopefully you. December 16th at Coronado Beach, Harley Davidson. The taller the socks, the downer the foo, the better the Dyna, something like that. Um, Come up, wear your dicky shorts, wear your long socks, wear your, your, you know, Live to ride, ride to live shirts. Get get a shirt that says, "If you can read this, then the bitch fell off." 
Um, which, by the way, if anyone gets me on a secret Santa list, which it's unlikely any of you will ever get me on a secret Santa list, but if you do, I would love a shirt that says that. Yeah, I, I can't bring myself to buy that. Hey, you know what? I got this shirt. I'm trying to get rid of some of my bike shirts, and one of them says, if you can read this... Um, Oh no, this one says banging gears and your dad. So I'll give you that one. I'd wear that. That's good. That's yeah, good. That's a yeah. good shirt. Um, yeah. I, I have a shirt that says only gay cops pull me over. Right? <laughs> 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 uh, my wife told me I shouldn't wear it. So. I would. Your wife sounds like a, a Johnny Rule follower. We'll trade shirts, Mike. You know what? I found a real stupid shirt last week, and I was going to send it to Kim as part of these uh, like biker stupid sayings. And it had two targets on the back, like right. About. Oh yeah. Did I send it? Did I actually you send me a it? picture? Okay, yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, the two targets, and it says, "Tell your passenger to put him right here and hold on," or something <laughs> stupid. I was like, "Oh my god, this is the worst, worst slash best shirt I've ever seen in my life." Yeah. It, well, it's it's shit like that that I ironically. I love that. Yeah, no, because absolutely. Growing up around the motorcycle world, especially in the early 2000s, um, that was very prevalent shit. I mean, fuck, it's still prevalent. Like, go yeah. to go to a rally today, and you will see st- just the stupidest shirts or patches. I love looking at the patch stores at rallies. Yeah. Um, how much? How many skeleton shirts do you think you'd see if you went to like any given rally? Skeletons? Yeah. Oh no, like I know skull? what you're saying. Like okay, so Skeletons my favorite one, my, my current favorite one, like and I call it out when I see him at rallies, is somebody with a Punisher skull. Oh yeah. But it's also the thin blue line flag. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's so fucking funny because it's like the Punisher kills cops, right? Yeah. And is is very out there about killing cops. Um, so it's it's just very fitting. Uh, I love that shirt, and I always call that out. Or, or any variation of that um, is just funny to me. And I yeah. think we could play a game about that. Obviously, they never read the Punisher. Do we could definitely do like drunk, you know, drinking, make it a drinking game. Go to a rally together, and all of us have to take a shot whenever we see a skull or a skeleton. <laughs> oh fuck, that would. Uh, but would, it would have. I think we would have to like narrow it down. Minutes. We would have to narrow it down to on a bike. Some form of skull or skeleton thing, but oh, specifically on a motor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but it wouldn't fucking die of alcohol poisoning. Yeah, That's well, the, yeah. You know, Depends. but I think that that would be really fun. We'd have to have different categories. Skeleton, uh, fucking another skeleton, skeleton on a bike, skeleton on a bike on a do-rag. Like, we'd have to have, yeah, we'd wolf have to break it down. Wolf, wolf on a bike, things like that. Skeleton Ooh. riding a wolf who's riding a bike. Oh, I, thought, I just thought of our next creative riding shirt. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, and I noticed that you're spending a lot of time down at the beach. Now, I don't, I know that you're in the San Diego area. He's going to Black's Beach all the time. Holy shit. If, it, if anybody doesn't know what Black's Beach is, <laughs> it's an op- close optional beach down in San Diego. Yeah, uh, you get there by I hiking would, down the Torrey Pines glider path. I would yeah. definitely, oh, dude, have you ever seen people go off the Torrey Pines glider path? Oh. They run toward the edge of a cliff and then they disappear. It is so scary. <laughs> You're all that person just fucking jumped they, off a cliff so these, and then they float up on the breeze. Uh, hang gliders, hang gliders. We yeah. should, we should uh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, let they don't do it. 
they don't do it just with nothing running and jumping off a cliff. it's <laughs> hang gliders running and jumping off a cliff. yeah but it is still crazy to watch hang gliders and, and paragliders which is basically a parachute with the basket under yeah they, they run and they jump and they just fly off this cliff and you don't see them and then like a few seconds later you'll see them rise up on the updrafts up, up drafts where the uh, ocean breeze is coming up against that cliff yeah it's so crazy the first time I ever saw somebody paraglide they just ran I saw their chute come up and then they jumped off the cliff and the they just disappeared slowly because they have a fucking parachute attached. But I was like, oh, they just went into the ocean. A shark's going to eat them. And then <laughs> five seconds later, they come floating up and they're just like floating out over the ocean. And they're naked. Well, yep. at Black's Beach, you know, as long as you're... Fl- as, what if it was this, guys? What if you were over Black's Beach, you could be paragliding naked, but you had to throw your clothes on real quick before you land back at the glider <laughs> port? <laughs> we, should do a, we should do a ride down to Black's Beach because I... It, if it's clothing like option, the there's area. no rule. There's no rule in California that you have to be wearing pants and a shirt to ride a motorcycle. I think helmet and maybe a clothing optional trip to Black's Bro, Beach. Bro, I'm just saying yeah. at Black's Beach, as long as you have the helmet on, you are within California safety regulations to ride your motorcycle. We could do a naked ride through Black's Beach. I'm just oh, saying. like on the actual Okay, can beach? I ask I mean, you we'd how have you to get a motorcycle onto the sand? Bro, you there's jump a lower. It off the there's cliff. like on the south side. Oh, okay, yeah. You you go ahead and do that. You go first. I'm gonna watch. <laughs> Haven't you ever watched Terminator? <laughs> oh yeah, they did that in Terminator. I yeah, forgot. they jumped that Harley Davidson so far down that. that I think boy. on the south side of the beach you can get lowered like down there besides yeah, the it, walkway. Yeah, but it's that's a state beach, so you would get in a lot of trouble trying to get a motorcycle on there. Yeah. That being said, I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There you go, folks. We won't it's be doing a naked ride to Black Beach. I just, well, hey, if it's just the two of us, then I think my wife might have some questions about that too. And the fact that we will have to just. It'll be a ride. family trip. Oh, yeah. Bring, bring <laughs> your wife. Yeah, bringing the kids. Even better. Even better. Uh, it, you would look like you're going to the beach with Chewbacca and a couple random other strangers because I am one hairy dude. Uh, so anyways, I did notice, I just noticed a lot of your stuff was at the beach. I didn't notice that any of it was a black speech, like that liar Kim said, but, uh, but I do notice a lot of them are at beaches. So if you, uh, if you're in a beach, mo- beaches and motorcycles, s'mores and booze, uh, my fake leg holds, uh, I have a flask in my, in my fake leg. So, uh, a lot of people think I'm just like shaking sand out of it. Hell no. I'm mixing drinks, baby. You got that right. Um, Last thing I wanted to mention, because I, I thought, Kim, you wrote this one, but I guess I did. Uh, in April, the Stagecoach oh. Rally is happening out there in eastern San Diego County, and that's going to be a yeah. good time as well. well. We'll talk about that when it gets closer, because I know the... Uh, I didn't know that I knew the creator of that, but I do, so we'll get him on the show. But yeah, this Raccoon King shit looks super fun. Well, let's take a quick break and uh, get into our news segments here. Creative writing is brought to you by Millman's Chocolate Chips. Millman's for long-distance truckers and motorcyclists on a long road trip. Millman's features enriched cocaine and skink pheromones. Millman's, I killed a ninja. Millman's Chocolate Chips. All right, and we are back. Here is the unnewsworthy headlines. I'll try to make them fast because I really want to get into, I don't want to keep us for 18 hours. Uh, which I've already done with my incessant blabbing, plus these winterizing tips. We got to get these out, guys. People, people are going to be freezing their nuts off because oh. um, 
Oh, what, Kim? Oh, what? I was waiting for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not you. Even Kim. when we I'm talked, not to, you. even when we talked about Black's Beach, I was waiting for somebody mm. to say the word of the week. You were, and I can't say what you went to this week because I know how much you love them. The yeah, little, the marine functions. Big ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was, was a lot like, of them probably in this last week. Why don't you tell me about it in detail, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Picnic? Which, which also I want to hear about sometime. Oh, that's a different kind of podcast. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, okay. So let's get into the news, folks. (laughs) Five unnewsworthy headlines. And actually, ICMA's going on, so there's there's a ton of actual newsworthy ones. But here's some unnewsworthy ones. CF Moto opens a HQ in Plymouth, Minnesota. So why is that news? Well, as Mike mentioned uh, a couple of shows ago, and I wish he was here to talk about it, we got Leon Bransfeld here. He could probably tell us just as much as Mike could. It's almost like they share the same brain. Uh, CF Moto has been making some huge moves uh, recently. Um, not only are they making some great bikes for a, an affordable price, and I think earlier in the year or even last year, they started to get uh, uh, you know some movement. People were saying, "Hey, this is the next. This is like a KLR killer," or "This is like." Uh, you know, a replacement for a KTM Duke or some shit like that. Um, well, it turns out CF Moto is actually making vehicles for KTM now. Um, and they partnered with Yamaha, like we mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago. So them opening a headquarter in Plymouth, Minnesota is big news because that means that they're trying to get their presence here in the USA right in the north. Um, I don't know where Minnesota is, north east northwest just say we'll just say north but that's where minnesota i believe is where indians at i believe it's also where uh it's either minnesota or michigan where buell's at and it's right next door to wisconsin where harley davidson is um i think minnesota actually like wraps over the top of wisconsin they stole some of their great lakes uh uh beach beach uh from property from from wisconsin so i mean that's right in that area you got can-am I believe is up in the in that area too, or or at least uh, um, Bonnier Group maybe or something. I I, I forget who not Bonnier Bombardier. I believe they're also up there. I think they're in Canada, but I think they're right around the Great Lake area. So they're like in the middle of like the American Motorcycle headquarters, um, and it tells me that they're trying to set up a presence here that is not just uh, you know they're not just an importer now. They're trying to they're trying to do exactly what Royal Enfield did back in 2014 or 2015. And become an get their American uh, headquarters set up to make a distribution network and like look how big Royal Enfield's getting you know five years later right ten years later so it's pretty awesome I think CF Moto is trying to make those type of moves four months ago they opened this huge headquarters in Monterey Mexico for ATVs and side by sides so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that stuff coming down the pipes as well um. Um. Yeah, well, before we move on, yeah, I I really, really am impressed by this brand. Mm-hmm. I, I I it's not Chinese crap, right? And that's the the thing that a lot of people will automatically discredit it. It's a Chinese brand, blah blah blah. The bikes are very well built. Yeah, they're oh, they're yeah. really nice motorcycles, and they're building motorcycles that are they're competing very well competing with everything in their class they are unveiling motorcycles regularly that are are cool i'm excited about some of these like they the the, minis look fun like those pop papios like Mm. i'm looking at those yeah like they're they're grom clone kind of yeah those look fun yeah yeah yeah. 
they, they announced one, the 450 MT, which is effectively a 450 CC. I would call it more of a dual sport than an adventure bike, although it has a lot of adventure styling. Um, more than dual sport styling, if that makes sense. It's just a light, agile motorcycle. It looks really cool. It comes with hard cases. There's two different models of it. I, I just, I see the CF Motos posturing themselves, in my opinion, like you're saying, like Royal Enfield did, to be a player rather than to just be another option. They're like, yeah. I think they're trying to put themselves into the same same realm with the big Japanese bikes. And I'm here for it. I'm excited oh, yeah. about it. I think that they're releasing some amazing bikes. Um, well, they, it, it's not, I mean, and it's not that crazy that Japan is partnering with them, you know, to make, right. make motorcycles. Right. I, I mean, they're, they're bringing, they're bringing 500 CC sport bikes back. Mm -hmm. That that's the coolest thing. And they're not bringing like, Oh, it's a 500, like Honda makes a 500 F CBR, but it's yeah. like a city touring. No, this is a 500 CC sport bike designed for uh, Moto Three, I think is the class. But it, it's a legitimate sport bike competitor, and, and it, it looks phenomenal. I am so excited about these, what this company is doing. Yeah, and I'm I'm ex I, I'm not excited a Chinese company is setting up on U.S. soil. That's you know neither here nor there. I am excited, however, that there's more options and they're incredibly affordable options. Yeah. Well, and I, I do have to say that the American companies that exist, which are Buell Indian and Harley Davidson and zero. And, you know, there's a, there are a couple American motorcycle brands that I think people forget about Janus, you know, stuff like that. Don't let's not fool ourselves into thinking that any of them are going to make the stuff that CF Moto is offering. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, they're not. Yeah. They're, they're, they're making bikes that are, um, they're they're making bikes that are competitive with the Japanese bikes yeah. and, and some of the Austrian bikes, right? But and and they're it, even making some of the Japanese. They're, well, they're Austrian making bikes, the yeah. exactly they're making those bikes, and, and so it's not like if you go and buy a KTM. I don't think any of those are coming to the U.S. But aside yeah. the point, they're making these the big brands. They're making their competitor brands bikes. Um, I could go into a global politics and uh, economics top like. I could go on about this. It's both very cool that there's options for the consumer. It's also very scary that they're positioning themselves in such a way. Regardless, I kind of am very excited. Yeah. Um, Here's what you got to imagine too, though. Yeah. And, and yeah, I agree with you. This could be like a whole total global politics and, and this and that. But you got to imagine that when CF Moto opens at HQ in Plymouth, Minnesota, they're going to be hiring. It might not be an American company, but it's just like when Harley Davidson sells shit in like Europe and England. It, and, it opens jobs. It, it opens makes, jobs for the people here for sure. Um, it is stimulating our economy. At the end of the day, I'm very excited yeah, and happy about that. Yeah. And it gives us uh, uh, some sort of bridge to barter with China on too, you know, on some level. Um, so yeah, it, I'm excited. I'm all for it. And CF Moto has been getting, they were around like a decade ago and they quit importing because the shit was crap. They went back to the drawing table, made it better and brought it back. So um, yeah, uh, headline number four, uh, speaking of also uh, another non-American company, Royal Enfield, they launched a new e-bike at EICMA Today, well, I have today on my notes. This is eleven seven when this came out, like a whole almost week ago. Um, yeah, so 
the the new Royal Enfield, uh, I forget what they're calling it. It's a, uh, I think they're just calling it the E Himalayan or the Himalayan E. It actually looks better than the other two versions of the Himalayan that dropped. Um, and I know that they're moving, they're keeping the Scram 411, but they are moving away from uh, 450 cc, or are moving away from the 411 um, Royal Enfields uh, that, that are in the Himalayan now, and they're moving up to like a 450 or a 451, something like that on the. Uh, the new versions, they're trying to revamp them, get a little bit of better metallurgy, put some more, um, making the engines bigger because I think they're trying to make more like luggage options and shit like that. Uh-huh. But then when the E one came out, I'm looking at it going, oh, if only e-bikes were better. If only they made a, f- <laughs> a gas version of this because it looks exactly <laughs> the same, only it's way better looking. It's just got this little like 450 rally look to it. And if it you, looks really cool. Yeah. And the four, the bikes that race the Dakar rally are 450s. So, I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see Royal Enfield pop, make a gas version of this thing and pop it in there. I mean, there's plenty of e-bikes, e-vehicles, I should say, that run in the Dakar as well. Maybe they could run it there to test it and see if it's worth a shit. But yeah, I think it looks way better than the gas bike. And that's an unfortunate thing when people make e-bikes that look better than gas bikes, then they're either vaporware or they never come out, you know. I mean, look at the CF Moto 450 MT. It is that bike, but with a gas motor, if you like put them side by side. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I'll just check it out for sure. Um, and are you? did you drop it in the chat there? Oh yes, uh, look at that. That is beautiful. So take that take off the front fender and you're right. That is the rally well, edition. So of the, that's uh, there's two versions of the the CF Moto one. And that's like the the more rally version and the other version is like this Himalaya with that over the wheel fender. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. the thing I don't like and it just doesn't make sense to me. It's an electric motorcycle. Yeah. With adventure ADV riding in mind and it just where are you going to the ADV trail behind your house. Exactly. Like, that what's what's the point? Uh, you're you're yeah. classing the bike wrong. It, it's a in my opinion, very bad move. Um it just it doesn't it doesn't fit what it, it doesn't fit, quite honestly. Yeah, Zero tried to do that with the DSXR, I think, or whatever that I think that's what they're uh or the DSRX. I think it's the DSRX or DSXR that's their adventure bike and it's the same. Yeah. It's an adventure e-bike. My friend at work and I are always joking around about how we're going to make these like before anybody else can jump on it, we're going to go into the really rural parts of the desert and like, especially out here in the Southwest and just build some crazy, uh, charging stations out in the middle of butt fuck nowhere, like in the middle of like you're going up this <laughs> fucking goat path, and all of a sudden, slow jamistan, you can put some... exactly well, slow jamistan, definitely. But then in the hills up above it, where you're, you're like two <laughs> hours out and you've only gone 10 miles because it's so fucking crazy to ride, you know, all of a sudden you're going to come across a charging station, it's going to be hours. And it's like because people are, if they really do, are going to be taking these e bikes out on this shit, you're not going to make it 20 miles because. When 20 miles takes you two hours because the terrain is so crazy, uh, that's the type of shit people do on gas bikes and they still run out of gas. You're going to be way running out of electricity. And it's going to like charge a shit ton for it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shh, don't don't ruin our model. But yeah, that's that's the plan. <laughs> um, so yeah. So anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked that there, there's e-bikes coming out. But yeah, really that market, I agree with you 100% Leon that this is going to be a hard push until they can prove that they can go off road for more than like, you know, an hour on a 
fire road, you know. Um, headline number three in the unnewsworthy headlines, uh, the worst idea for a vehicle contest. Thank God it was not a motorcycle that won. It was the GM Cruise Origin. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you've ever seen these things, they're disgusting. They're driverless pods. They look like glass toasters that hold humans in a sardine formation. Oh, um, wow. These are super ugly. They're, yeah, they're pretty stupid. Well, GM was actually making them and they were deployed and everything. And part of the reason why I put this in here, the AMA is always talking about Project Zero, which is like the government's um, project to get crashes down to fatalities, traffic fatalities down to zero. Well, that'll never fucking happen because the state of Alabama exists where everyone drives drunk um, and shit like that in Florida where people are driving to the lakes all the time. In California, but- where people crash into the back of trucks because they're looking at their phone. It'll Listen, never happen. Dude, dude. Yeah. Driving drunk is a pastime and I'm here for it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if I, I only get on my bike to go to two places, liquor store in the corner bar. Right. Live. Didn't, isn't that one of the sayings? I thought I put it on there. Live to ride, ride to the bar. That was for Kim. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So this, this thing, Honestly, that's what this stupid vehicle is for. So you, you can get wasted. Kim and her mom can get wasted and then take a yeah. GM cruise origin you home. You can't even tell if it like the front from the back hardly, no, I think like that, which I, direction I, it goes. I honestly believe it's like a tardigrade. You can't. And I believe that that is the um, point of it so that you don't know which it could go forward or backwards like a metro train or down in San Diego, they call them the trolley. I think that's I wouldn't what the point like is. that because I don't like I can get a little motion sickness. So if it's going the mm-hmm. opposite way yeah. of how I'm facing, yeah. I'm going to be like, hell Girl, no. You know it. Uh, so, yeah, they put this thing on on pause. And the reason I thought it was valid for this uh, show, uh, show is because, A, it's not a motorcycle that made the worst vehicle <laughs> so hallelujah that you know out of all the bad motorcycles it wasn't one and b because everyone is always pushing like you know motorcycles uh the the project zero thing i was talking about um they don't want motorcycles to be left behind when people are developing technology where you're supposed to be avoiding collisions with shit right so no this motorcycle thing, left behind no motorcycle left behind and this thing apparently has run into a pedestrian that was hit by a regular human driver first. Cause I mean, auto driving cars suck, but human drivers are fucking way worse. You'll never get an auto driving uh, vehicle that runs through a farmer's market or a protest, but humans do that <laughs> shit with a passion. And somebody hit this fucking vehicle, hit and run, hit this person rather. And the person went flying, probably unconscious in front of this thing. And then this thing hit him and dragged him 10 feet before it stopped realized there was somebody under there. But yeah, so I mean, if you got hit and dragged by a GM cruise origin. Are you going to admit that? No, I'd rather say, I'd rather say <laughs> I was molested by hamsters than, uh, admit to being <laughs> one of those, honestly, but yeah, what a piece of shit car, uh, to quote Adam Sandler. Um, headline number two, we're getting down to the, to the bottom this of the list This might now. be the quickest news headlines. I hope so, for fuck's sake. I mean, it's already, it's already 11 o'clock here in California, so I hope so. Um, <laughs> people are in bed already in Wisconsin. Um, Suzuki literally changes one letter in a model name to bring us possibly the most blatant example of bold new graphics that the industry has ever seen. Now, I did say Suzuki about you know an hour ago how awesome it was that they used to make some crazy vehicles like the RE5 and the RG500 Gamma. However, 
in the past 22 years, they <laughs> have really just done bold new graphics and been called out for it time after time after time. And if you go and look on the 2023 uh, websites, the uh, 24, the GSX S1000 GT is now brrr, drum roll, please. Tobor, why aren't you uh, on the board? Uh, he's asleep. Um, it sounds like I'll have to put my own my own drum roll in here if I want it. The GSX S1000 GT is now the GSX S1000 GX. Oh my god! The <laughs> X brother. X brother. The, the X down stands for extreme. Yeah, and it's triple X. Ten. I can't. I don't know if it might be stand for ten. It might be a Roman vehicle. Actually, I do know that the uh, the the GSX dash S1000 GX, which can't Suzuki just give us some fucking names like, you know, the Boulevard or something. I mean, they, they, they have the V-Strom <laughs> on the Boulevard and that's the only thing that's not a fucking garbled goop of letters and numbers. But the, uh, the GSX S1000 GX, I think is their, uh, answer to Yamaha's Tracer 9 GT plus and the Versus and other like quote adventure, but touring bikes, like I don't really think the Versus is like an off-road, like a GS, uh, like a R1250 or R1300 GS like rival. I really don't think that the Versus is supposed to be that. It doesn't have tire, you know, it's not trying to go after the Africa Twin. I think it's kind of going for the upright tour market like the Tracer 9 is. And I think this GSX S1000 GX is doing that too. It's like what BMW's like S1000 XR or is all is supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? I think it's an upright. It's a sport tour. touring bike. It basically. But it's just a little more upright, you know? Um, so, so yeah, bold new model. We'll, we'll say, we'll say, and it's a little bit different, but so are the decals on the Katana. If you read my notes, you know, those differ from year to year too. So change a letter, change a VIN number and voila, new motorcycle. I mean, I guess that's the way people are going nowadays, but. That just sounds like chromosexual to me. It's so chromosexual. It's fucking like totally. Yeah, lame. Funny to me, looking at their um, how chrome. If you go to the Suzuki website. <laughs> uh, if you go to the Suzuki website, they're still selling the GT. I refuse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it, so they're going to still be selling the GT at the same time or the um yeah the gt at the same time they're going to be selling this gsx 1000 gx and, and it, it is a li- literally a five thousand dollar increase hmm. because to get an x instead of a t because it's that class of tours dude the pan america in the uh <laughs> the gs like i'm telling you that's what it, it's just the, the the class dude it's so ridiculous i don't know i didn't read to see if it got like radar and shit because like there's a ton of bikes coming with radar now but um i knew i do know that it has like all the cool shit like the sirs the suzuki intelligent ride system which is a crazy in and of, it, of itself like for, for the bold new graphics that Suzuki has done, there is a ton of shit in the background that you don't even know that they have. Like it almost has like a recluse clutch. Like there's a special clutch that kind of doesn't let you stall or uh, fumble around like when you're in a low um, low speed. You know, low speed is when it's, hard, when it's hardest to actually steer and shit, which is kind of counterintuitive. But the faster you go, the easier it is to, to do stuff. And Suzuki's got this great thing where there's like their clutch won't let you stall. Uh, when you're going super slow, it's almost like a factory recluse sort of thing. 
and they got like hill hold control. They got a bunch of shit in the background. So I think this bike for five grand, you're just getting like a platform style now um, with all this extra shit on there. So I don't know. But yeah, um, diff- interesting. Bold new graphics for sure. It has an X now instead of a T. Um, and the last, the last headline we got here is uh, Harley Davidson makes a Nightster 400. This don't, looks dumb. <laughs> so don't I worry, Dino Bros and Bagger Daddies. It's uh, it's not news because it's not coming to the states. I just heard someone talking about it. Uh, I think it was Cleveland Moto Podcast talking about it. And from what I read, I read it on an Indian. Um, I read it on an Indian website, and I read somewhere that it's not coming to the states, and it's never coming here. Uh, but they were like, oh yeah, the new, like for the Harley four hundreds that are coming. And I, I really honestly don't think it's coming there. There is the X 400 or whatever the hell they have right now for the rider course, but you can't buy those. Um, I, I don't see this coming because, and the only reason that they have it for the Indian market is the way that the, uh, the way that their motorcycle license system works. You have to have a small bike. Oh yeah. Before you can get a big one. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you think about India, there's a lot of, um, I mean, there is like a lot of uh, extravagance and opulence, but there's also a lot of fucking poverty and people riding like 200cc scooters with 18 people on them because they don't need a, they also don't need a huge, you know, hog <laughs> cruising around the streets of New Delhi, the crowded ass streets of New Delhi, you know? Uh, so, so I'm this is. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Mm-hmm. They start at like thirteen grand. So the, I'm sorry. This is the ugliest Harley I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry. Like they might be thirteen grand, but I I don't for the four forty. Are you sure? And if I, I'm no, fairly it, certain, it might be rupees or something like that. Because the one I saw, they were like hip hip hooray. Like well, and maybe it is thirteen grand. I don't know. All I know is that in India, they're super excited. There's a bunch of trademark applications for it. Um, and then when ICMA hit, like I actually saw it, that it's the, one of the first Harleys. Now Harley's been selling shit in India, like the, like the XR, you know, the street 500 sold over there. They were made over there actually. And they sold over there. This 440 has been being sold there for a while, but it never said Harley Davidson on it. So now everyone's excited because the X440, uh, and the X350 that used to be sold over there never said Harley, but supposedly this Nightster 440 is going to say Harley on it. It's going to say Nightster. Um, and this and that, and it's made, they're basically, uh, instead of CF moto or, um, QJ, they're doing their shit with, with hero, their partnership. So I don't know if you guys read my, my stupid notes, but it says, uh, in India, perhaps it'll get this little Harley partnership with hero. will finally give the Indians a little bit of a hog to sling around all those sacred cow pies. I don't know. The reason I thought that, that is the yeah. worst that that is so bad thank you i'm looking to be a journalist uh you know in a motorcycle mag and i have to think of stupid shit like that to say that like makes old guys chuckle but that's really really lame kind it of reminds like me of this we're saying tonight it reminds me of the streets but i guess it's acceptable for non-us yeah Dude, it's so funny too. The streets, how hard they try to sell those when they first for, were released over here, and they just like I felt I was excited for them, but they did fall on their face, and I was just excited to see a Harley 750 again uh, for the first time in a while. So 
Yeah, I did. I mean, my writer's course was on a street and I was like, oh, my God, this is like an ugly. <laughs> yeah, they did not look very good at all. Bike, yeah. but no, the, the Harley Street does not look good. Yeah, they when they released them, they gave them a, like five of them to the different um, design teams in Harley and they made bitching shit out of them. But you're talking about a, a design and fabrication department at a huge America's biggest motor company that makes motorcycles, right? So you're not talking about Joe Blow in the garage that's going to buy one of these and have to peel all the plastic off. So I think people just were like, eh, I'm not even going to bother buying it. They're fucking, you know, eight, you know, not even 40 horsepower, you know, they're not, they're nothing, you know, they're, they're terrible. So I don't think people even invested. Uh, I think Wiggins bought one uh, because you had to race 750s in flat track racing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can, and that's why the Harleys pull out of flat track because Indian kept whipping their ass with that like purpose built race motor, and they only had the street, the 750X. It was the street rod, which has also bugged the shit out of me because they had a V rod called the street rod about mm-hmm. 2013. It's just fucking pissed me off. Like how bad. They call that the street rod. I couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, when the street 750 like hopped up motor came out and they called it the street rod, it still looked like shit and it performed just as bad and they they never won flat track after Indian popped in. Like I think it was 2015 or 16. But um, maybe, no, maybe it was 17. And yeah, Harley never has won after that and they pulled out of flat tracking altogether. So that tells you how good their 750 program worked and i think wiggins hated that bike too so i I think he sold his but um yeah sucky but now 440s i mean i'm all for it i love little bikes you know i don't know why i love little especially when i think of harley davidson having to make little bikes it just uh, makes me giggle but um (laughs) yeah whatever that's enough of our headlines we've been blabbing long enough about that let's take a quick break we'll jump into our main topic how to not freeze your testicles off while winterizing your bike. SoCal edition. We'll be right back with some more creative writing. Mm, what's that smell? They're at it again. The folks at RP Enterprises solving two world problems with one great solution. You got a hankering for some of grandma's hush puppies? Sure you do. They're delicious. You love them. Well, how about solving world hunger and the pet overpopulation problem with one easy, simple, tasty solution. Fist Puppies from RP Enterprises. Never have to listen to a Sarah McLaughlin song again about it. Fist Puppies available only at Hetty's on Fourth Street. All right, we are back and I am so glad. I am so fucking fortunate to have these two amazing co-hosts on the show with me because we're going to be talking about winterizing your bike. SoCal edition. I thought I, I almost thought I wrote SoCal Edison. Maybe this beer is more potent than I it thought. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. Here I'm all, I'm always putting down this beer cause it's not very much. I don't even know how much the alcohol per volume, but maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's more than I thought if I thought that said SoCal Edison, it is the SoCal edition winterizing your bikes. We know that you want to hear winter storage bike tips from three yokels in a state where it only snows above a certain elevation. I am going to pass this off to you guys. Well, actually, I think, Kim, you're the one that's going to lead us on this because I only have a few tech tips. And I know that uh, I know that you got some here 
Mine were the funky ones. Yours are to summer, uh, summarize your bike. Mine were how to summarize. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Bike. So, okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I got a couple written down here for winterizing. And this is a big, huge thing. I, I've, our friends in Wisconsin used to, wrote a whole article. I put it on their website. It was buried. It's in the archives. You know, you had to go back 13 years to see uh, what, it, what the truth is. I'm going to tell you what I can remember. Winterizing, the thing that I remember is that... Uh, your tires go flat or something. They, they, the guy always lifts his bikes up, all, all four wheels off the ground. And if your bike has four wheels, you're fucking chromosexual. Um, he, they lift the two wheels off the ground. And here's what I remember: when you're going to winterize your bike, you have to get a one-way valve. You have to suck all the air from your tires, right? Uh, and store it. You know, put it in an air tight containers so that you can pump it back in in the spring because what happens is as air gets colder uh it compresses and then when it gets hot it expands and if your bike is sitting around in the in the shed or in the garage uh, even even in the garage where it can get like you know unless you have a garage with a heater it can get cold as hell uh when it's snowing and you don't want to be in the middle of minnesota uh and come out and look at your bike and it's got like two wrinkly titties wrapped around the wheels when it should have fluffy, full, robust tires. So what you got to do, you got to suck all that air out and store it in an airtight container until the spring because you, you don't want you that. Do, you don't want to use winter air. In your you tires. don't want to use winter really air. Bad. You suck it out, you store it, and then you leave your tires empty because that way they won't go low. Because what can oh. go low? Old air. What can't go low? No air. I didn't know that. Yes, Yes. Yeah, if you, ever, you don't want to. <laughs> if your if your tires are slightly low and you look at them on a cold morning, they'll be down. Da- you know, your tire will be down. You you start driving on that, and it makes your tire hot. Well, the air inside expands, and now you go check your tire pressure, and it's like forty over. You know, you started with it ten under, mm-hmm. and then you you're like, oh shit, I'm ten ten below what it should be. You get to the gas gauge station, but you have and to put 40 like over some, you, you have over- to put summer air in it instead no, you just of have to, winter you just air? have to put the air back you, you have to put that air because since the air gets colder it compresses it condenses and comp- compresses down so you need yeah, to store so it you got to keep the summer air um the best way to do it there are like there it's basically a valve that you put on the tire that you can just pump the air into a jar yeah, <laughs> and the jar like a sealed, a sealed jar like my brake, my air brake in, leader. That had. air in there. Yeah, it's got a one-way valve, and you just wait air. for next. Put it like for next season. You as put it back in. As soon as the in. ambient temperature gets back up, you can, you might have a digital thermometer <laughs> that you can put on the jar that tells you what the air inside is, or like drop a the, the really nice jars have that actually. Do they? I, I imagine that you could put a thermometer inside the jar, but you'd have to do it before <laughs> the air because it would displace some of the air. Like you don't want to put it in and have the air overflow out. So. Yeah, you'd have to put it in before you started pumping and all that. Yeah, so I'm long, long story short, put it in a mason. I think I just have like mason jars. You could do that as long as you can, as yeah. long as you can like compress them and get them airtight and seal it before any of it escapes. You're, you should yeah, as long as you and can you would know that. the air is still in it because they're like the canning jars, so the top will like yeah. pop up. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Pop yeah. up if it got if it got exposed and you get some of yeah. that bad winter air. Because once that happens, you just got to <laughs> refill your airs. You know, just refill it with nitrogen at that point. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing I have is, um, so this is a thing about water. Uh, what does not attract water? Other water. So we all know that um, everybody's, the the, peop- the reason people hate ethanol and gas isn't really because it 
is that bad for your engine as long as you have like under 10% usually. Um, anything over that and it can like start to, you know, rot some things, dry dry out because it's it's a, you know, you're putting water through your engine at that point and, and it kind of can uh, eat seals and gaskets and stuff like that. But the biggest thing is as long as you're running gas, it's fine. So that's why ethanol and gas is a problem for people that have to winterize their bike because ethanol is hygroscopic. It likes to pull water from the atmosphere. Um, and so does brake fluid. And that's why you're supposed to, whenever you're doing your brakes, like I was telling Wiggins last night, he's putting some race shit in there. And I was like, is this a fresh bottle? Cause if you crack this open six months ago, it's got six months of water that the brake fluid's slurping in. Um, I do so, remember reading that. Like yeah. when I just, when I did my, yeah, yeah. you, you're always supposed but, to use fresh, but uh, brake fluid's fluid. cheap enough anyways. That it, yeah. Yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that 5.1 silicone based shit is hygroscopic but all others is it'll it'll suck in air yeah or not air uh water yeah, yeah. so um, what you got to do i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna run through this real yeah, quick because so, i know because i know you got the the back the second step to this so what you want to do is you want to fill your fuel tank you want to drain all your fuel because you don't want water getting in there you want to drain all your fuel and all your brake fluid again you can put them in a jar for later the brake fluid you're gonna have to toss that stuff is no good you know after after you it's not in your lines anymore. It's going to get water in it. Um, but you don't want it sitting around all winter sucking up water. So what you do is you empty your tank, totally f- empty and flush your brake lines and fill them up with water because what doesn't, you know, ethanol sucks water out of the, out of the air. Brake fluid sucks water out of the air, just ambient air with humidity in it. It'll suck all that water into it. What doesn't suck water into it self is water. Water can't compress. Water can't uh, suck other water into it. You know, water water can evaporate, and that's about it. Water doesn't attract other water. So you fill your fuel tank up with water. You fill your brake lines up with water. Come spring, you will have no water in the system except the water that you know you put in there. So when you flush it all out and put your new um, fluids in, you know you will have n- it will not have sucked any of that water from the atmosphere into that system those two systems uh a really good tip for this that i i have actually um so when you're filling your tank with water i actually like to use like a saline based water um, there you go and, and you actually the oil as well you want to drain the oil drain basically all of the fluids in the bike um yeah. replace them with a saline based water so that it can't freeze and mm. that's important you don't want right. the water to be able to freeze in your motor right um but something that a lot of people skip, and this is a pretty important step, uh, you have to run the bike. So make sure after you've replaced all of the fluids with water, just turn it on, prime that fuel pump, uh, start it up, maybe you know, give it like five, ten seconds, and it. then shut it down, drain everything back out, uh, and fill it again with a saline water. That way you know that any of the oil, anything that's in there that could have been in the system Oh, leftover when you drained it is now flushed out. Right. It gives the op- the bike an opportunity to cycle everything through. It's really good for your bike. You should be doing this at least once or twice. <laughs> right. Saline whether, water. Whether, whether you're winterizing it or not. Yeah, saline water. Because here's the other thing. This is so weird. People used to do this back in the day. Canary in a cold mine sort cold mine. Canary in a coal mine sort of thing. When you take a canary in a coal mine and it dies you know, your oxygen's getting starved because canaries have tiny lungs. And that's the, where the saying comes from. When the canary would die, they knew that there was gas present 
uh, and they can't smell, you know, you can't smell natural gas and things like that. You shouldn't be mining there. You can cause an explosion or get overcome with it. So they would bail once the canary died. You put saline solution, at least what you can do is you can... <laughs> You can put a goldfish in the tank. I'm sorry, I'm reading the notes right now and it caught me off guard. You can put a goldfish in the tank and the goldfish should be dead when you open the tank because goldfish obviously are not goldfish. It's a saltwater fish. You have to put a little saltwater... uh, yeah, a beta or a garamundi, something like that. Something that's a saltwater fish. Because if the, di- if the fish is alive, you've also got oxygen present in your tank. And any, if we know anything, oxygen and water rust. So you want to put that saline solution, but you also want to put a, a saltwater fish in there. And you want to know <laughs> that the fish is dead when you open it, obviously, because you don't want that water and oxygen mixing because you don't want rust in your tank, of all things. Mm. But so okay. that, uh, yeah. A good fish to put in there. Um, you can go with like an orange roughy, mm, mm-hmm. a Nassau grouper, a Chinese sturgeon, um, a- any sort of fin whale, a devil fish, a sperm whale. Devil uh, fish. This Black makes tip, me wish I had little, like a clear gas tank it, so I could watch cod, the fish. A, a Mexican stone roller. Uh, yeah. Those little a black sharp tip. nose shiner. Put put like 10 of those motherfuckers yeah. in your tank. If they're dead, you're good. Yeah. And um, the uh, the Petco right by me sells these little tiny um, black tip reef sharks that are just, you know, they're so cute. They're about two inches long. I mean, those things can <laughs> swim around like it's goddamn SeaWorld in your tank. You know, to them, that's a half the ocean. Like but, a baby shamu. But what you, well, what you want to do is make oh. sure they're dead when you open it, for sure. Yeah, uh, a couple Rio Grande shrubs. Uh, those are real good mm. for your for your gas tank. Those are actually a good one. What they, they, they what, what you don't want to do though is put a Chinese. You mentioned Chinese sturgeon. You put one of those in there, and they find who knows what to eat. And you do have an oxygen leak or a vent that's like venting air into your tank. You open your you walk out there. In the springtime, you're gonna have a six foot long fucking sturgeon laying on and a broken gas tank. Is that thing's gonna well, buzz? So the, the right? thing about that is though, that's just just an excuse to buy bike parts. Hmm. hmm. True that. If you want, I'm new- getting like hungry. I want some fish and chips now. Nice. Well, uh, you should definitely make fish and chips with Chinese sturgeon. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, Ruffy was a, a good. A, uh, Porcer pine shiner. By the way, I'm reading all of these fish off the endangered fish list. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. I was wondering why Chinese sturgeon came up, and I was like, doesn't he know that those are almost extinct? The uh, coelacanth. You should probably put one of those, a little tiny baby coelacanth, in your uh, in your tank. Um, or the uh, Garibaldi. Isn't that the California state fish? Put in a couple Garibaldi. Those <laughs> are, I think they're endangered. <laughs> they're, they're not on this list, so I don't think so. They're illegal to catch. Maybe it's just because they're the yeah, state the, fish. Yeah, it's the state fish. Maybe You're not allowed to catch them. So maybe it's not because um, they're endangered. Is that on the flag? Yeah, there's a Garibaldi on the California yeah, flag. It, the bear has oh. one in his mouth. mouth yeah, yes. he has his mouth closed, <laughs> so you right. can't see it that good. But the bear does have a fish in it. It's like mouth. a saw. It's like the... Um, Alfa Romeo logo. If you look at an Alfa Romeo logo, it's like a dragon with a man sticking out of its mouth. And the California <laughs> state flag, if you zoom in far enough, you can just barely make out that uh, dorsal fin or the, uh, I think it's the, uh, I forget what they call the fucking tail fin, <laughs> the anal fin sticking out. I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyways, so the last thing I have for this, and this kind of goes hand in hand with putting water in your lines and your tank and why Mike's, or I'm sorry, why Leon uh, Bransfelt suggested a saline solution because 
water expands and you don't want to crack your fucking fuel tank. That's the stupidest thing you could do. So salt water, obviously uh, you should be good. Those fish, um, the dead fish is one indicator that you've done it right. But uh, the second thing is that take your bike outside, make sure you cover it. You obviously don't want precipitation and stuff like that getting all over it and get working its way down in the nook and crannies of all your, if you look at your, uh, just your handlebars, all the different things that mount to your handlebars, each nook and cranny of the lever where it mounts to the master cylinder and like the throttle grip where it mounts to the, you know, the combination switch and all the little cables coming out and wires. There's a bunch of nook and crannies that the elements can get into. You want to cover it. So none of that shit gets uh, permeated by snow, ice, water. Like do you cover it with Vaseline? No, you just put a giant cover over it, but you can put Vaseline on your bike, Kim, if you, uh, if you like. Um, I thought that would keep the moisture out. Mm, that will actually, you probably spray the whole thing with WD-40, um, especially the seat and the foot pegs, especially <laughs> since those tend to, um, brake rotors, brake rotors. Brake really rotors. Oh yeah. That's yeah. That's awesome. true. You don't want those to rust. So put some WD-40 on those, uh-huh. um, but you cover it up and you leave it outside. And why a lot of people, oh, why, why not garage your bike? Well, because you've heard how important it is for uh, metals to expand and contract and how if you replace a piston, it's never going to be the same as the factory pistons because they all were the same temperature. They were broken at the same temperature. They all have had expanded and contracted uh, together for the life of that engine. And so really your motorcycle in general from the, from the, you know, axle bolt to the engine pieces to the fucking fuel tank, anything that's metal on your bike should expand and contract at the same uh, rate and, and, you know, so that you want to leave it out in the elements so that in the wintertime, all those metals kind of contract around each other and then expand once the wintertime or when wintertime's coming and spring's coming around, it's time to whip that baby out um, and start getting right again. They will have all, all expanded at the same rate as well. And this thing will be tighter than it was when it came out of the factory. You know what I'm saying? This thing thing will be tighter than that uh, t-shirt that you bought at the Harley Davidson dealership that says, um, where's our sayings guys? (laughs) Uh, The the t-shirt at the Harley Davidson dealership that says born to ride, forced to work. Yeah. Yeah. Shift happens. You'd be loud if I was riding you. Whoops. I (laughs) messed that one up. You'd be allowed to live, live to ride, ride yeah. twice a year. Brother Harley Davidson. <laughs> 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 oh That's a burn. This um, buds for you. This buds for you, bud. Um, so yeah, so those, those are my, my tips and, uh, I'm glad you were here to kind of, uh, embellish those a little bit because I did forget about the saline. Solution. Those are some good tips. Thank like, you. What I'm do gonna... you got? Now you bring it girl. Now it's your turn. Well, mine was summarizing since, you know, we were in SoCal and like you guys said, we don't actually have to winterize our bikes. We can't. If you ain't riding you a bitch. Yeah, Yeah, it it really, it comes down to the idea that if you live in a state so shitty that you have to park your bike for months at a time, if you are geographically that fucked that you have to park your motorcycle – for months at a time. Imagine this, guys. Imagine a world where I'm not riding a motorcycle every day, right? Yeah. I'd fucking, I would honestly, honestly sw- swear on my life. Murder. I'd play Sudoku. Yeah. I would, oh, shit. I would kill someone. Oh, I would commit Sudoku. All right. 
Is that where just you stab get- a sword through your lower intestines? Yeah, that's that Sudoku. That's Sepiku. Oh, well, what's the Sudoku's what's the math game? Oh shit! So when my uncle died from Sudoku, I thought something totally different. Yeah, <laughs> common misconception. Yeah, but just like, yeah, live in a state where you don't have to park your bike. Sorry, Kim. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, that was. Pre- it's pretty much like if you don't live in California, you're like. Well, I think we're forgetting about Florida, which is the sunshine that's state. True. California's. I I always thought that was California. California's the golden state. Uh, Florida's now, the sunshine shit. Sunshine shit. <laughs> what? Now I'll go ahead and say, Florida's cool, but it's only got straight roads. Go that's look true. at a fucking map of Florida and find me. Some no, I've been to no, Florida. it's depressing. It's depressing, and people that live there talk about how depressing it is. Yeah, uh, we have a good friend of the uh, one of our patrons actually and uh and he's a uh field producer sometimes comes on to, to do uh history episodes he recently moved from here to florida uh and yeah almost regrets it every day of his life um not when it comes to like cost of living and family things i mean but but we all know when you're a motorcyclist those those aren't the things you look forward to yeah that's yeah it, it, i i pay the premium to live here yeah yeah, we it's, all do. It's a I flat, mean, it, it's, it's a flat, flat land. He said, with flat, flat, straight roads. That's why they do those takeovers. They need that's the only excitement you can get in your life in Florida is to become a hooligan. So that's why it happens. So yeah, so Kim, I um, I do want to know how to summarize. We need to tell people so how to summarize to your bike. Summarize your bike. Um, one of the things you can do is ba- buy a bag of ice and you buy a bag of ice, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds for, me. The flor- for the Floridians listening, a bag of ice is not crystal meth. That's true. <laughs> I think we need to make a Florida specific disclaimer after every little thing that we say almost. <laughs> <laughs> so you buy a bag of ice and you strap it. <laughs> that means t- something. You buy a bag of ice and you put it in the crankshaft. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. You put it on. You stra- actually you strap it to your body, the front of your chest, like okay. with bungees, and then you ride extra fast. And all that water is like pooling back on you, and that cools you off. So you're good for your California summer riding, which Jesus. was like just last weekend. It was like in the eighties. Oh, dude, last weekend was brutally hot. Yeah. Today was yeah. a little warm. You we know, were today like, was in the 80s. Yeah. And, yeah. And it was in the 80s. I had to take my jacket off at one point. Huh. Guys, <laughs> imagine, imagine not dealing with snow. Don't you love it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, imagine a world where it's October, it's fucking, you know, one week away from Thanksgiving and it's fucking 80. <laughs> it's November 12th and I went and played at the beach today. Exactly. Yeah. This is yeah. for real. Like somebody um, somebody in Maine did too and they froze to the fucking rocks. <laughs> Another thing you can do is um well, so actually for the ice bag, I haven't done this, but uh strap it to your handlebars apparently to get Yeah, that it becomes cool. like a mobile swamp cooler at that point, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll try that tomorrow or yeah. something. Yeah. Do Since it. it's still so hot here. Get you need to get handlebars that stick up above your uh, fairing, though. 
You need to get some yeah. fucking ape hangers with like a little bag, uh, like a mesh bag specifically for putting ice in so they can blow on you. Fuck visibility. Fuck being able to see where you're going when you you need an ice bag. I'll eventually see once it melts. <laughs> the water droplets going in your eyes. It'll be like you're riding in a rainstorm. It'll be epic. Yeah. <laughs> I'll need a little windshield wiper for my my visor. Hell yeah. So. And if you're not in California and you just have a DOT headband on, uh, you're good to go. You don't need to worry a about DOT your, headband. You don't need to worry about your visor. <laughs> <laughs> I just snorted. You did. A bag of ice. Yay. <laughs> All right. So something else you guys can do to summarize your bike is to make sure you like Junkie was saying, cover your bike when it's sitting outside. Oh, my God. But this is to cool your butt. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want you to read the notes. My notes say, cover your seat with shades so you don't burn your cunt if the bike <laughs> is still sitting outside all day. And I have listen, done for, this. For our friends in Australia, your cunt is your buddy, right? It's your front, front it, butt. Well, but yeah, but in Australia, like that's just what you call your mate. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, cunt, let's yeah. go for a ride. Yeah, exactly. So in Australia, cover your bike so you don't burn your friend either. <laughs> you don't want them to get burnt as well. But that's <laughs> that is true. But uh, I don't I don't know if do you guys burn your balls when your seat's hot? Ah, someone said oh, the word of the I week again. Bitch, oh my god! Oh my fucking god! This is oh, fucking no. epic. This is epic. <laughs> two in a row, folks. Two in a row. Two I just want to say I'm only participating in these fucking stupid ass sayings because I'm doing it in solidarity with her. Jesus. I delayed the recording of this podcast. I want you all to know and mark my fucking Erase words. it. I am not going to do it again. Rewind, oh, rewind. Says, rewind. Oh, I'll rewind no and replay it always. 70 times so that you say it over and over. And- <laughs> Actually, I think I might do a remix song of it now. <laughs> Actually, I'm not thinking of it. God damn. Well, now I can, now I can say that word all Well, the, you all can, but every right? time you say it, you have to do a... I'm going to make it Oh, this. does the punishment get worse if I keep saying it? Yeah, because what's going to happen is if you say it 20 times on the next show, you're going to have to do the punishment, whatever it is, 20 times. And if it smells someone's what you just said and we have to have your husband <laughs> sitting there go for a jog and then have him sit there while you're uh, going to be in trouble you know what I'm saying so don't do it no more you, you I done, blame done Mike it. for this I don't think I was like on a good roll before Mike came on the show I wouldn't say these words <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, Mike's yeah, not here tonight it's my fault yeah right? oh, no, no, I'm not even I here do. Leon, Leon Rumsfeld or whatever the fuck yeah. my name's supposed to be <laughs> Rum. Rumsfeld. Yes. Uh, look. Damn it. Yeah. Look. Damn it. I would be embarrassed too. Life is short. Grip it and rip it. Let's fucking move on. <laughs> that is true. Grip it and rip rip those uh, those testes. Uh, um, so hey, no. I want to hear about some more summarizing tips because we do need to know. There, okay, there, yeah. there is. We do have a really good close friend of the show that just moved to fucking Arizona from Wisconsin. Oh, really? Talk about fucking. 
Yeah. Talk about culture (laughs) slash she moved from a place where you can't ride. Oh yeah. Six months out of the year because it's so cold to a place where you can't. Yeah. To a place where you can't ride six months out of the year because it's so fucking hot. Yeah. So yes. So we do need to hear about some of these summarizing tips. They actually are going to come in handy for people who used to have to winterize their bikes. All right. Well, another tip, um, Oh, yeah. So seriously, do cover up the seat, though, because that's it's like Dude. nothing's worse than riding home with your right. your ass or your balls on fire. Mm, yeah, I, I like got that. those, by the way. I know. Yeah. Um, we talked so, about it so much in this th- in our thread last week. I knew it would pop up again. Yes, I knew it would pop up again in this show. And it did. Yeah. Hardcore. Fucking A. You know what? Burning your maple bar. The only better thing to be to do, they should make deodorant that goes down there so that it smells like baking brownies or something at least when you get on a mm. hot fucking seat. Because I will admit that, that it, it is not it's not fucking comfy. It's almost as bad as getting on a wet seat and riding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The the gold wing seat heated is cloth. Oh, oh cloth. shit. So in oh, the mornings, yeah. It, yeah. even with the cover on the bike, even in the mornings, sometimes it's a little dewy. It's a little yeah. damp. So yeah. your balls are moist. Yeah, so I got to throw a towel over that bitch. Um, Either that or ride with, just, ride with the man's keypad. I don't know. Yeah, a man well, like, yeah. So I've worn pants that I just change. I just change my pants and wear other yeah. pants when I get to work. Yeah, it's not worth it um, to try and dry naturally with that shit going on. Ugh. When it no, it, and it looks like you pissed yourself or right. Like, how do people fucking ride in Scotland? Like, you know what I'm saying? Even bicycle. I'm just wondering about like the wet, but there are a lot of bicyclists in, in, you know, the UK and how, how the fuck they deal with that on any two wheel transportation. Just, do you just bring an extra pair of pants? Write us in and let us know. <laughs> but yeah. Well, if I heard if also, if you buy a white bike, like it's cooler than if you have a black bike. Well, supposedly for any, yeah, because black attracts all the colors and white reflects them all, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So maybe just like I have a white bike, and I pr- yeah. I'm pretty sure it's about Kim, like fifteen. You do, degrees but cooler. what color is every fucking seat on every fucking motorcycle? <laughs> Unless you have a white seat, that doesn't uh, make any fucking sense. Seat too. You need a white seat, except it'll have a big brown streak down. The- <laughs> 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 the first time you sit on it and it's hot as hell and you shit your pants. <laughs> so yeah, so that oh so that but that is one of your tips. I see. Buy a white yeah, bike. Or if you buy a white you. bike. Here's my problem. I you know, Kim, you've met me. I'm a troglodyte. I fucking can't see in the daytime. I have to come out at night. I fucking mm-hmm. rummage through trash cans. I'm I'm worse. <laughs> I'm like a fucking bald. Raccoon. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it too. Mm, I'm like a bald <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> A little goblin, white, white shit, and and this isn't. I'm not being funny. White, uh, I'm never am being funny. White shit hurts my fucking eyes so bad. When I used to work at a body shop, our fucking driveway was white. I'd have to go out and look at a white car in the middle of summertime to fucking look at the damage on it, and I'd go back in, and it is my. I might as well have spent seven summers in the Arctic staring at snow uh, mm. in the middle of summer. It's so fucking like white shit kills me and there's a reason why people in morocco that live in the desert dress in black and dark blue and like shit like that where i make up and shit like that is because they're blocking the fucking you'll never see like desert raiders wearing fucking white and it's because it reflects too much fucking sunlight so i disagree with that 
white oh, shit, right. white bike. I would drive straight yeah, into white a white bike is not a great idea. I would drive rather drive head on into a fucking semi six minutes after owning a white bike than uh, to ride it because I just I wouldn't be able to see. I'd probably just run into. I a- like I like the white bike because um, well, it's mm-hmm. mine's white sand pearl, but I feel like it doesn't show the dirt so much oh, since true. I live out on the dirt road. And it reminds you of an egg, which reminds you of something else. <laughs> <laughs> testicles. <laughs> I'm not going to say Wavos. Wavos. Hey, yeah. so what happens like if somebody else says the word does it matter or do they have do they oh, get guys are punishment, punishment too? Yeah. So it's like double mm-hmm. double punishment. Me and Jay had that happen to us before. We had okay. to ride around with balloons on our bikes like a bunch of fucking clowns <laughs> that we were. <laughs> All right. Well, one of my other tips for summarizing your bike is you know how they have heated grips? Mhm. For the for the winter that you don't need out here in California, <laughs> I know people in California that have heated grips, and I know there's a few. Fucking grow up! Yeah, they're a bunch of pussies. Yeah. But they also make cooling grips. Are you shitting me on this? Yeah. So if so. your if your hands get hot, you mm-hmm. can get grips that cool your hands down. And there's a company um, called Hooky. And they make frozen motorcycle grips. Holy shit. For your bike. Yeah. But um, so actually <laughs> the grips though are they're clear and you can put whatever design you want like inside. Like you can customize your grips because the um it's clear so you can see inside. Nice. Hey, and that part's um, true. That part's true. No, no, I would have never guessed. How, like how do they get cold? Are they driven? Are they electric? You pack grips? them with ice before you leave. What the fuck? How big are these fucking grips, homie? You just like, you open it up and put some ice in it. You and open up your grip. It. Listen to your words coming out of your mouth. You open <laughs> up your grip. I'm gonna yeah, go ahead it has a zipper, like a little I'm zipper gonna pouch. This. I'm going to give you a, a quick pause. <laughs> All right. These, these grips are not cooling grips even a little bit. <laughs> These are just clear grips. Yeah. Put something exciting between your legs. <laughs> yes, put something exciting between your legs. Grip it and rip it. Oh, yeah, look at this. So they're by Hooky. Oh, yeah. my God, you can't say Hooky Cookie. Holy hooky shit. Cookie. Oh, my God, you said it. Hooky Cookie. Now you're saying bark. You're saying and Hooky Cookie in the same episode. We're going to get... We're gonna get defunded. This oh, is so ridiculous. much for me having my own Patreon. We're getting uh, canceled, dude. I know Kim's like, hey, can I, can I, you know, sell some stuff on Patreon? I was like, that's not. That's that literally yeah, goes against their it, policies. It that's illegal. <laughs> we'll have to no. do a Craig, a creative writing Craigslist yeah. ad. A Craigslist? That's even more illegal. Probably you're gonna have to do a, a Kim Dawson OnlyFans uh, for sure. Creative writing. No. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Not creative writing. Although Josh Heron is sponsored by OnlyFans and he's, uh, you know, racing to Moto America. So maybe there's, maybe OnlyFans is trying to get there. Maybe. Let's have this as our. They have a, a team, a Porsche team that they sponsor. Yeah. 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 I think OnlyFans was trying to get into like LinkedIn, you know, like be like LinkedIn. And I was like, nobody's going to your OnlyFans to see your fucking works, <laughs> your work background. I'm sorry. Maybe we can sell you some hooky cookie grips. Yeah. For $5.99 a month, you can subscribe to my um, OnlyFans. And that's not enough. Resume writing tips. Yeah. Right. Wink, wink. 
Yeah. And we'll talk more about cooling grips. <laughs> right. Cooling grips. This is cooling disgusting. Grips. Cooling grips. Come on. Uh, what you else? You can see all the uses. <laughs> yeah, you can see all the uses for cooling grips. Uh, you know, my hands get so sweaty when I ride that they keep slipping off the bars. I could really use some hooky cooling grips. <laughs> well, all you got to do is ride hard. It hurts, <laughs> yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, a little lube. Oh, yeah, we forgot to put... Uh, spray Vaseline and lube all over your grips too. That's, that's really good. Yeah, thing. you have to put that on before you put the grips on. You pack them with ice and then lube it up and then put slide the grip on. And then put Vaseline on the grip too. You, do you lube the grip or the handlebar? The grip, um, the outside oh. of the grip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some you freeze other... Them the, you freeze them the night before yeah. and then you put them on. So, oh, so they're those type of grips that you just take off when you park the bike. I've seen those before. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. They're filled with like that shitty gel. That... Biltwell puts them in their gift bags at Kernville Camp out. Booyah. I can't believe we haven't seen this. Yeah. Nice. Because I, I, I've never gone to a Biltwell event. That's, that's my problem. Um, what else you got on your list for summarizing your bike? And by summarize, she means to get it ready for summer, not to like in summary, talk about your bike. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What else you I, got in there? I think some of these are Mike's that are on. This. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. His are like his crap. The crappy notes are Mike's and then mine's the better ones. <laughs> oh, that's how I'm supposed to tell wow. them apart. The gotcha. two word, wow. the two word ones are Mike's. The two word ones are mine because I don't need to write out my script to remember the joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's what yours on the circuit will get you. Impromptu. Uh, so are these next ones yours, Mike? Uh, oh, shit. These are some good ones. I didn't even think of it. So, yeah. Um, remember I was talking about draining all your fluids earlier, replacing them with a saline solution. You definitely, if your bike has, is not air cooled. If you have a liquid cooled motorcycle, you want to definitely make sure to empty out your antifreeze. Uh, it's it, contrary to popular belief. It actually does freeze. The best option for your antifreeze is just tap water, um, from your faucet. Yeah. And what this does, don't distill it, it. Freeze. It will freeze up in the winter, which any other part of the bike, you don't want it to freeze. But in your radiator, when it freezes up through the winter, and once that dries out, it's going to bring out all the crud, the sludge, the grime. When you get ready to put in that new antifreeze for your summer, spring, yeah. and summer riding. It's like nature's um, scrub brush almost. It, it's Effectively, it is nature's scrub brush. It's great. Um, if you don't have any easy access to saline, which it's really easy to make, you can fill your gas tank with uh, motor oil, used motor oil works, or uh, another really good option that a lot of people overlook. Just just go to uh, go ahead and go to the store, uh, any store that sells alcohol. Just get some pure pure ethanol, like cooking vodka, cooking alcohol, that kind of stuff. Just pour that straight into your bike. And again, you got to make sure you prime it and run it. Right. Um, if you're unable to get out to your bike, uh, to check the battery, start it up, keep that battery going. If you don't have a battery tender, just switch your battery cables. A lot of people tell you disconnect it. That's no, wrong because that, it'll, it'll erase all the settings. If you have exactly. like a, a onboard radio, anything like yeah. that, it's going to erase the settings. Not only um, that, but it'll, you, uh, what's that when it, when it leaks the, uh, it'll, 
sulfate or whatever. Yeah, you don't want yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not going to sit you unconnected. you switch your positive and negative terminal on your battery. You just take the negative, put it on the positive terminal, terminal and vice versa. Um, and then you want to try and start your bike. Yeah, uh, what's the battery gonna going to know? Well, yeah, the battery's going to know, and it, it actually puts your bike into winter mode. Right. Um, all, all major manufacturers do this. Um, don't you have to, like... It's available for the CVO models from Harley, so if you don't have a CVO model, don't even bother. Yeah, the, uh, what the are you wiring harness anyways? is... You're fucking poor to right, begin with. Right, So the... just figure it out. Like, get your money up, not your funny up. Um, <laughs> I think the... I think wow. the um, the Harley manual tells you like how to, you know, like turn your throttle so many times and then you squeeze your brake and it like sets, there's like a code you can set for winter mode. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that the fucking, they put that in your module or in your manual and the fucking engineers just laugh. Cause it's actually the only, the last two steps that actually does any of that shit. It's like up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. And it's like, really, you just squeeze the brake lever once and turn the fucking ignition switch to accessories. And then when you lick it, it does it, but they put all yeah. those other steps just because they like to, uh, when they see people doing it and they're in the vicinity, they like to see people do this, you know, get off the bike, turn around three times counterclockwise, jump on with your leg, you know, don't touch the ground when clap you jump on. Hands. Yeah, clap your hands. All that crazy shit that they put in those steps, it, it, they're, they're, it's really just the last two steps that does it. And so Harley techs or, you know, the, the procedure riders actually get like a little kick out of that. And they just, that's how they kind of see their work, uh, happening it's kind of like david lee roth with the brown m&ms like that's they yeah. know they know you've read the actual manual if you're doing all those steps you know they're like oh this person actually read the whole thing and gets it and is probably doing things right when they just see people like doing the last two steps they're like oh here's shortcut sam look at this guy you know so yeah it's pretty funny yeah um mike the uh, the ethanol thing too, I did want to mention, yeah, if you're going to put any sort of ethanol and stuff, when you prime your bike, just make sure that you don't full throttle it first time when you're switching those uh, battery cables, because remember, that's what drag cars race on. And so yeah, yeah, slowly yeah. throttle up. It might take you 30 or 40. You might have to run it for 30 or 40 seconds before you, you know, wrap that throttle to get, yeah, I, I get, should have mentioned that. The, that's that's, yeah, the ECU. That's just so to, it like runs through the system. Yeah, the ECU and the and the uh, the sensors have to kind of detect it. The knock knock sensors and the O2 sensors have to like yeah see it first, but or else your fucking bike will just literally stand up wheelie. You know what I'm saying? Like it'll be crazy. Yeah. What's your um, <laughs> what's your last tip? Yeah. So okay, this one's actually really important, guys, and I need you all to really pay attention to this one this one's something that a lot of people overlook when i even buying a motorcycle this this goes down to the very motorcycle you buy um and I, and, okay. I, and i feel like it's like an electric car where they they're not thinking of this when they first buy it they're not looking at the long-term costs right they're not looking at the long term they're looking at the very short term and this is like a long-term solution this exactly this is one of those long-term solutions and what it really comes down to is don't be one of those weird people that lives in a state where you can't exercise your favorite hobby year round. And when I'm saying like, oh, don't live in a state where it's so I'm not saying that I'm not saying go move to Arizona where you can't ride six months out of the year because it's 140 degrees and you will bake to death. I'm saying move somewhere where you can ride every day build your life around motorcycles. Oh, you have a family, you have a wife, a kid, a job, whatever in this state and like Ohio. Oh, you live in Ohio. 
and sorry. you're not willing to leave Ohio yeah, sorry. to pursue your life of riding motorcycles every day, really, you are the problem, and I hope you understand that. Um, oh, my kid was just born, and the best doctor in the country happens to live in Mansfield, Ohio. That sucks. Yeah. Honestly, like, what's more important, your kid or two wheels and a throttle? Like, you were born to ride, and you live to ride, and you're going to let some kid get in the way of that your own Guess flesh what? and blood people yeah. give kids get... away every fucking day of the year but people you, you don't know what's you know get what's thicker than blood? Every... motor oil that's true especially they should if you don't just change put their kid years. up put the kid up for adoption yeah if that's the uh, choice you have to make then i mean that's a i'm with you on that you know it's a valid choice but yeah i mean your kid will still be around in 10 years resenting you for everything you've ever done either way so you might as well make motorcycles that's, a priority. yeah exactly yeah, yeah that's it, true your, your choice to live in a state where you have to winterize your bike is your own fault and the <laughs> fact that you sat here you listened to us talk for two hours roughly to get to this point should make you rethink things yeah um a lot of things hopefully and w- one of them being your location it, oh oh yeah if you move somewhere else like i don't know southern california when we talk about all these cool events yeah then then it's applicable to you you'll be like oh wow look they're talking about an event i can attend to i can yeah. even ride my motorcycle because it's not freezing cold outside oh it's, it's not 130 degrees outside i can ride my motorcycle yeah wow i can they should just ride hard or stay home for real ride hard or stay hard is what i thought you were going to say but stay home is the other one that's really good and you know what yeah sure it costs four times what it does to live in those other states but here in california we don't look down on the unhoused we actually give them lots of support and no one says you can't be a hobo with a fucking motorcycle they made a movie called hobo with a shotgun hobo with a road glide is the next logical step yeah it's yeah, just live down in the fucking Arroyo where I just filmed the Patreon championships and live the fucking good life like a Native American off the land. Ride an Indian, live like an Indian. Live, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Live in San Diego where it is now the highest cost of living in the United States. <laughs> live there. Yeah. Do that just so you can ride a motorcycle all year long. Because then you'll be able to hang out directly with Mike and Leon Bransfeld. Uh, yeah, both Mike and Leon Bransfeld in San Diego, California. Yeah. yeah. There's a, in there's in a, all honesty, I'm sorry you guys have to winterize your bikes. I'm sorry that you guys have to live with the fact that I will still be riding a motorcycle. I'm simply going to remain yeah. better than you. It, you don't you're you're giving up six months of opportunity to be better than me. And I'm going to remain better than you this whole time. In fact, I'm going to just become more better than you while you can't ride your motorcycle. And ninety-nine percent of the fucking cheese that we get here is from Wisconsin. So that's not an excuse to stay in Wisconsin. Whoa. You got the best cheese in Wisconsin, eh? Yeah, no, you're basically Canada. Get the fuck out of there. You're not even a real American. Minnesota State Fair? Listen, there we can't quit having state fairs here because it's so fucking hot all year round. That's all we can do. So come to the California where we don't have one state fair. Each fucking city has a state fair. Yeah. Each week, there's 52 state fairs. There's one every goddamn week, and you can't get away from them. But, um, yeah. Well... With that, that has been our fucking show. And if those tips didn't get you uh, to stand up on your feet and clap three times loudly, maybe reading the Harley-Davidson 
manual will because that's what they tell you to do, even though it's bullshit. Um, we are out. I did want to mention two things before we go and two things only. Um, last year, I believe it was, we talked to our good buddy, Trent Avix, Trent uh, Ballard from, he, well, he was from here. He lived out in uh, Palm Desert where it does get up to be about 180 degrees in the summertime. He moved up to fucking Oregon or no, he moved to uh, Washington, dude, where it, it will never, ever become 140, even when the fucking sun collides with Earth. Uh, Washington will still be a uh, fairly mild and wet place to live. He, uh, we were talking about, it. I went to look at his bike a couple summers ago when it, I rode out to fucking Palm Desert in the middle of the in the middle of the summertime, if you guys can believe this fucking stupidest thing I've ever done. Uh, I think I met him on a day where it was 120. Um, and when I left that night, it was 90 degrees at like nine o'clock at night. Um, I went out, why did I go out there to see his electric motorcycle that he made? He made, he took like a, a Suron sort of stealth bomber type of thing. Um, he took a Suron and basically turned it into a motorcycle. Got a bigger, oh, that's cool. yeah, he got like a bigger battery, got like, you know, a KTM front end on it. You know, he turned it into a proper motorcycle. Well, we, I joked around about it a little bit later. And then we had him on a show last year also, um, where he was making more mods to it and this and that. And I, and he just got his motorcycle license. He didn't have a motorcycle license, but technically he wasn't on a motorcycle. So it didn't, you know, it's kind of gray line he was riding. So he got his motorcycle license. I said, you could be our first patron or our first uh, guest on the show. He's not a patron. Uh, first guest on the show that ever like made their own motorcycle and then like took their test on it. Like that'd be so crazy. You know, they got their, well, he didn't do that. He did, uh, he did get his motorcycle license like on a, whatever they give you at the DMV. But I did want to report that he just sent me some stuff um, this month, I believe it was, or this um Toward the end of the summer, he went and got the DMV to give him a VIN and a license plate. And now his homemade fucking motorcycle is a street legal motorcycle with a VIN and a plate and everything. So we do have somebody that has gone out and made their own motorcycle and... It's now a true motorcycle and they are riding it. So I'm so stoked. I mean, Hunter Leonard, we had him on the show too, and he's got the Staratania, but I do not believe it's licensed with a VIN and a, and a license plate. I think it's still just a motorcycle that he made. Um, and there's plenty of people that make motorcycles just for racetrack. They never get them VIN stamped. So I'm pretty stoked that we have somebody that came on the show that actually made a motorcycle and now has it. Uh, street legal and it's a van with the title and everything so uh that's pretty cool maybe we'll have him on to talk about the process of that because i currently once he told me about it i'm looking around the garage going well dude i got plenty of things here that i can make uh electric and get a vin you know make it a quote moped you know that i think that'd be kind of cool and that would I'm, be fun that would be I a am, fun project yeah i'm all about us too, too bad you don't have six months out of the year where it snows i know i could have all the time in the world not to ride to focus on that shit but yeah that's why i'll never get anything done it's because i have to keep one bike running at all times um and also today we crowned a patreon champ uh this is uh, Salsa Slam has wrapped. We we announced the winner of the uh, the actual submissions last week, and this week we crowned a champ. Today we did some racing out at uh, Harry Ken Mills, and um, I'll be putting that stuff up. I don't want to say who it is. I don't want to mention it right now on the show. But I'm I'm I am pleasantly surprised, and it's somebody that's never won before. Um, so for me, it's a double victory, and. <laughs> great times fucking hot as hell my cameras quit working because it was so hot so fuck you 
people that have to win ride your bikes. Um, and congrats yeah. to Paul for the Solstice Slam. Yeah, congrats, Paul, on the Solstice yeah, Slam. Yeah, I know it was last week, but that was cool. You'll have to see if you took the Patreon championships as well when I get this video up and uh, posted. But yeah, I'll tr- I'm going to try and do that this week. Um, it's You know how editing videos is. It's three years later, it's up. But um, I'm going to try and set aside a little bit of time every day this week to, to do it. So uh, we'll sh- hopefully have that up by the end of the week. I'm putting that, I'm saying that because I'm giving myself a... Uh, a deadline. If it actually happens, uh, we'll see. But yeah. Anyways, go check out the events that we uh, we've given you at the top of the show. Um, you guys got anything cool? Anything you want to wrap up with? Uh, call to action. Um, yeah. I, I have a call to action this week. Overthrow your local city council. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take over your city hall. You pay the you pay your taxes. It is rightfully yours. Go and take it. Yeah. What did city uh, tell me? How did city hall touch you? City hall touched me. You ever did city hall? Did city hall did state work my my job? Why why is state taking some of my money well, from my paycheck? Go take over your city. Yeah. <laughs> Go to your state capital, take over the courthouse. Right. I, I, yeah, there you go. And then say uh, Leon Bransfeld, maybe do it. I have less problem with the state taking my money than the federal government because I honestly, we didn't used to pay federal tax and I'm like wondering why we do now. They just seem to have a really good record of uh, not doing shit that everybody else wants. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. Over, overthrow. No, <laughs> we're going to get banned. Um, we we're going get, to get shadow there's, banned. There's literally, there's literally an FBI van outside of my house now because of right, that. <laughs> right. Well, they're quick here in California. You know, um, I do want to say though, yeah, a, uh, support your local AMA representative <clears throat> and they, they go to Congress and fight all the good fights for us. Um, and if you want to, uh, support uh, your little local creative writing uh, representative. We are found wherever you get your finer podcasts, uh, Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Overcast Podcast, so on and so forth. If you would like to <clears throat> uh, become a Patreon supporter and be entered into some of these cool, uh, you know, races that we have uh, during for Salsa Slam or have direct access to the show, uh, and support this wackiness. Give us a plug, or give us a uh, give us a follow, give us a like, and uh, give us some money on patreon.com forward slash creative writing. <clears throat> if you want to reach us, uh, email creative writing podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at creative writing podcast and Reddit at creative underscore writing. Check out Kim on OnlyFans at uh, <laughs> da- Dawson'sPossum.com. Uh, you can, you can, <laughs> you can yeah. find Kim at Dawson's Freak and Dawson's with a Z uh, on Instagram. And Mike will be 619 Mike Media on Instagram. Check out all of his fun jazz. He's got a lot of pics and a lot of, uh, like you said, he's got a lot of business coming up here that you're going to be. You're going to be shooting at and, and taking pictures from what I understand yeah, and throwing axes. You're a very I'm dangerous man. There's, there's going to be uh, potential for a lot of people to get injured while I'm at, while I'm on site. Yeah. Um, actually for anyone listening, I'm, I'm not shooting anything. Please don't take over your local <laughs> city hall. Oh, I'm editing this out, thing. sunny boy. <laughs> Pulling a Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Oh, that's the exact words, right? So, so yeah. I'll, um, I want to give a, give a shout out to uh, a new listener, Ethan, who added me on Instagram. So Aww. if you guys ever do add me, maybe shoot me a message. Cause half the time it's like fake military guys asking me for a million dollars. So tell me you're real or I usually actually might be real military guys asking you for money. <laughs> now that no, they you know that you're into marine. Now I want to say this because it's a it's a marine function, but I know I can't, even though I can't say it and it's not inappropriate. It is the word of the week, but you they want you to go to the marine dances Balls. with them. Yeah, there you Balls. go. Yeah. yeah. You can say it, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah, they want um, you to go to marine ha- dances. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, Marines and Veterans Day. Separate days. Well, I know this is going to go like out in five days, so people won't know. Yeah, but, you know. but still, they've already forgotten. <laughs> we can't them. thank we can't thank them now because it's past. <laughs> we I thank them every day. Yeah, when I uh, I get up and I salute. Well, you say I, the pledge. I salute my flag. I stand for the flag. I <laughs> kneel for the cross, and I live to ride, brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> And uh, on that note, we are out of here. Thank you for hanging out with Creative Writing, episode 313. Bye. uh, We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, do you have any outros, Kim? My other ride is your dad. Zing, 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 zing. Morning zoo. All right. (laughs) Bye, everybody.